In the second half, and a lot of it was George Kittle on the edge, 5-8 a pop for the Niners. They had 38 rushing yards in the first half. Now, the Lions had 150 in the first half. They ran for like 4-2, 4-3 in the second half. Like, they were still running the ball, but they never kept the ball long enough. The big problem for me is that Gibbs fumble and then a three and out. Between that Gibbs fumble and the two-minute drive late in the game, Niners had 13 minutes possession. Detroit had three minutes. When that moment, you know, like shift, that, that, that's shifted. where you lose the game. You lose yeah. the game. There's a couple, it's okay to sit here and say on Monday, you, you're always looking for one person to blame. You know, you could blame Dan. That's you could, a fun you could way to play do Reynolds. It. You could, but, but you had opportunities, on, you know, whether they were phases of the game or plays, you had opportunities to win the game. The Niners won the game. Welcome to the Green Light Podcast. Cowboy Tank. Thanks for tuning in today. We've got Conference Championship Weekend Recap. Chris, Kyle, Dr. Fax are all in studio. They're going to go through both games, the biggest plays, the biggest decisions, the biggest calls from the referees. We had all of them. What to make from the Conference Championship games, a little Super Bowl look ahead. We've got two great teams, a little Super Bowl rematch from a couple years ago. We also talk about how the Lions and the Ravens are set up for the future, for the 2024 season. And then we give out our Miller Lite moments and America's teams. So make sure to stay tuned for that. We have a great time. You'll hear us throughout the show talking about how we're close to 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. If you're not a subscriber, pop over. Give us some love. You'll, you'll want to be a subscriber anyway. We've got all this great content coming out. Enjoy the show. Much love. Welcome to the Greenlight Podcast. Hey, Kyle, what is 97,000 plus 3,000? Oh, 97,000 plus 3,000. I think that makes it a good six-figure number there. And I think Hot that's how close we are to subscribers, 100,000. So if you're here, happy Monday. Welcome to the wake of Championship Sunday, which was a good one for us here Let's get to um, at Greenlight. 100K would be great, make our day even better. And yours, because as you know, this is a great show. Chris is... Uh, Hanging out here, he's making his, I'm just his final my selections for the uh, some of the mentions. That I'm gonna you tell you how this know. this 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 show goes. Kyle gets here, he's chomping at the bit. He's had his coffee. Nate's yep. here. They're upstairs. They're, you know, like I like to prepare in silence. In the last ten minutes, they come down. It's like the floodgates open. And We're ready brain, to fucking rock. And my Super Bowl. And my brain can't handle all the the you know the noise and the the. The, the shiny objects. So I think that's why it works well, Chris, because you and I are a bit different. But Ugh. if you're new here and you don't know that, make sure you hit that subscribe hit button. Hit the subscribe button. We do button. this every Monday. We have a live show that we do at 1 p.m. throughout the season. I think it's probably mm. the best show out there. Yeah. And now, if anybody wants to say different, they can come see us about it. And we're brothers. And, you know, the Kelseys are brothers and all that. But, like... We're more like you. And we play on different sides of the ball. Think the about Kelsey's how, don't have that yeah, to offer. And, yeah, and the Kelsey's, they're on the same side of the ball. They both have beards. They're, they're very similar, actually. We're very different. And so you're getting two different brothers, and then you're getting like uh, brothers who are more like you and that we're washed and we're on the couch. Those I'm guys. I'm trapping my sweat in this. Hard to relate to the jacket. Kelsey's, right? So 
Until, so here we are. It's Monday. Travis, There's only two Travis teams left. Nate, how did, you, how did you make out last night with all these uh, with all these happenings? Are you are you with the Detroit fan base that's the, just the wallowing itself, Fiddy? Yeah, I'm actually um I'm actually laughing at Black Twitter because they said Black Twitter said there was no way they were going to allow. Detroit. I don't laugh at Black Twitter. <laughs> I see Black Twitter, I just go the other way. You know. <laughs> They I don't, don't want to get in the washing machine. Look, they said there was no way the NFL was going to let Baltimore and Detroit get into the NFL. And then there's memes showing. They said Baltimore and Detroit fans thought they were going to be rolling dice listening to 42 Doug in vain. Instead, it's white America, as you put it last night. Yeah, it would have been a fun week at the casino. Or it was going to be super white America with Eminem in the stands versus um, Kansas City and Taylor Taylor Swift Swift. and the Swifties. So that would have been very entertaining Mm -hmm. also. It's going to be an entertaining crowd out there either way. It's going to be a fun week. It's just too much red, dude. It's too much red. I'm I'm a big Super Bowl and football game uniform matchup guy. And if there's anything I'm mad at Dan Campbell about, it's not the calls, we'll get to that. It's the fact that they couldn't keep the other red team out of the Super Bowl, and now we gotta <laughs> stare at two red teams for two weeks. It's a lot of red. Vegas. It's a lot of red, you know what I if mean? You're, if you're, not to shout out and talk about gangs, but if you're a crip in Vegas, it's gonna, it's gonna, be, gonna be a, a rough, long week. It's gonna be a, <laughs> it's gonna be a long That's also something I stay out of. <laughs> yeah. okay. It's gonna be a long week seeing Flood, so make, get it all out there, Nate. Before we start talking ball, you know, get all this stuff. Justin out there. Morgan, I just this is Justin Morgan from the chat. I'm a Ravens fan. I'm in the hospital right now because of how many times I shot myself in the foot. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you you could still run run the ball, um, man, just as effectively apparently. as the Ravens did, or as committed as apparently the Ravens not. were to it. All right. So the first thing we gotta do is start and talk about Kansas City Chiefs, Kyle. Hey, Chris. Hey, buddy. What's up? What are you saying? We can talk now. No, you know, it's like um, sometimes the hardest thing in this business is to be right. I've said that before. I'll say it again. No, seriously, because you guys get to take your pot shots, and I'm, I'm talking to you. I know where you're going with that. I'm getting my wrestling promo on, but I'm breaking the fourth wall. You in the comments, and I've had a bunch of very uh, – we love having all the fan bases show up in the YouTube and, and everywhere. But it's like. fun. Some fans want to be coddled. They want to be told that no matter what, your team's going to win. They're better than the other team. We're, we're haters because we picked the game a certain way. I was told, watch the film. I watched the film. That's how I came to the conclusion this game would play out pretty much like it did. Now, was it going to be 23-20? Uh, was it going to be 17-7? I don't know. But Chiefs in a low-scoring game. That's what we told you, and that's what happened. Yeah, it was a chess match, uh, and it wasn't a. I wouldn't say it was a rock fight. It was definitely a chess match, and it was great quarterback play. Uh, Patrick Mahomes on the road was so much fun, with all at, with all that's at stake for his legacy, with all that was at stake for Lamar's legacy, and the opportunity that he had to put a cherry on top of this MVP thing. Go beat or beat yeah. Patrick Mahomes at home with your great defense. Who you know, honestly, I give credit to that Ravens defense. They showed up. They played physically. They, They're an awesome group. They were on their toes the awesome whole group. the whole night, but it, sometimes it's not enough. And when you play against a guy like Patrick Mahomes and when Travis Kelsey shows up and he has his magic stuff and he had Mike's magic stuff yeah. out of the bottle, and it's I don't tough want, to stop. I don't want to take anything away from Lamar Jackson because I think he's great. Uh, you know, like I'll say the same thing I said at the end of the, the, the game with Josh Allen a week ago, although Josh played better in the playoffs. You know, 
at the end of the season, you go through a checklist. Like, the number one thing on the checklist is, like, is the quarterback the guy? The quarterback's the guy. Lamar Jackson's the guy, dude. Like, Spags is that good. That defense is that good. And I don't think Todd Munkin had a good game plan. And I don't think they were ready to play the way the Chiefs were. Surprise, surprise. The Chiefs get 10 to 15% better in the playoffs. Yep. I mean, look at Kelsey. He looked like a shell of himself all, all year long. He caught 11 balls on 11 targets yesterday against the best linebacking core possibly in the NFL or one of the best linebacking cores and Kyle Hamilton, all pro safety. So, you know, teams get better in the playoffs. And, you know, when it comes to the Chiefs, like they are who we thought they were, um, but but not that team that, that they were showing themselves to be in the middle of the season. Like the Chiefs, that championship DNA is still in there. And I, I'm not going to take anything, anything away from Lamar. And I said this last week on a Tuesday night show that I don't think a lot of people listen to, but I went on this rant because people were being so hard on Josh Allen. I do think the reaction to Josh losing the playoffs, there's a lot of people who are tired of hearing Lamar talked about in a negative light, and they think Josh skates. And you're like, what has Josh done that Lamar hasn't done? Why are we comparing anybody to Mahomes? I think that's a little bit of a straw man. Nobody's comparing anybody to Mahomes, and they shouldn't. I put it this way last week. Guys, you know what apex predators are? Mm -hmm. They rule the, the jungle or the, the landscape wherever they live. They're the, the top of the food chain. There are no challenges. If we really knew one, we'd probably be dead. There are no challenges. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, like all these guys are apex predators, whether they're Josh Allen or Lamar or Joe Burrow. But there's one, there's one guy who's a keystone species. Kyle, you know what the difference is? I keystone don't. Keystone species define an ecosystem. They define it for an entire ecosystem. And some, and some animals are keystone species and apex predators. What are Bear some examples? Uh, an example would be Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's what Patrick Mahomes is. Patrick Mahomes is not only an apex predator like all those other guys, but the difference between them and, and Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes has defined an entire era of football. If you were born within a certain range of years and you had a gift of throwing a football you grew up your whole life, you think, I could be him. I could be the guy. And the unfortunate thing is that Patrick Mahomes is alive. And Patrick Mahomes exists in the AFC. And if you don't play quarterback in the NFC, I don't care how good you are, during this era, it is going to be harder. And your legacy is going to be affected by his existence. And not just that, he's paired with Andy Reid. And like I said, they had the better script. They outplayed him. I, I've said all year long that I thought Kansas City was, if not the best defense in the league, one of the best two or three. Some people question that. I think you see why in situations like this. Because the defense isn't just the players on the field, it's the defensive coordinator. And McDonald had a great year, a great year. And people talking about him like a, a head coach, I agree with that. But with Spags, this is a guy who's been a part of Giants runs for championships. Um, he, he's been a part of a lot of these Kansas City runs and a big key piece. And I thought yesterday his game plan was awesome. We said that they would blitz Lamar. Some people said Lamar's great against the blitz. Okay, but that's the problem with looking at raw analytics and looking at raw data without any context. Okay, a blitz from you know Joe Blow coordinator is not the same as the, the pressures that Spags is going to dial up. You could see some of those pre-snap looks. He was pre presenting that offensive line and training eyes to a certain spot and then rot like rotating at the snap, bringing different guys. That's such a nightmare for an O-line. And I... I know it also puts pressure on Lamar. It 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 does, and and it put pressure on him. His his completion percentage against the blitz was uh, like 40, 46. and they and they brought blitz forty four percent of the time. I think the biggest issue and the biggest head scratcher to me with Todd Monk, and then we'll get to the, the Chiefs because they're the winning team. But 
you know, those guys came out and they were afraid to run the ball. It was just the fear thing. They, they, it wasn't anything that Kansas City was doing other than just playing. And it wasn't a reaction to anything. It right? wasn't like, oh, they're, they're loading the box or, oh, they're getting in these fronts where we just can't run in these fronts. Like the way I, it was described to me, if Baltimore wants to, wants to run the ball, they're going to. Okay. First play of the game, tranquil, great edge, right? Then third and one, they stack them up. And you're thinking, oh, they might actually stop the run. First play out of the half. And you didn't see power for like a while. And they ran power the second, the second possession, I think, after they picked up a conversion in plus territory. They run power for like 14 yards. And they don't come back to it. They came back to it out of the half. And if you remember, Justin Reed, who played really well, came down and suplexed Gus Edwards for no gain. The very next play, they go jet sweep. McDuffie knocks it down. The Chiefs are a really tough matchup for this team because they have guys out on the perimeter who can tackle. So you get Physical. guys in space, you're not as worried about it. You saw that pop up at different points in the game where it's like they got guys down in space and then they have the guys to cover. So late in the game, when they started playing more one and they started giving them more matchups, you know, Lamar could not take advantage of them outside the numbers. And I thought their biggest matchup advantage in the second half would have been Justice Hill because they were down Willie Gay and because of some of the speed that they lose there. But the problem was that Spags turned that into a matchup advantage for him. You know, on one possession alone, he blew two, two protections. You know, not MEs, but you know, he's just not that guy. And Justin <coughs> Reed had a sack on third and nine. And so to me, it was just a masterclass on defense and bringing pressure, keeping things in front of you. And when they didn't keep things in front of them, Kyle, when the Ravens actually did something, they shot themselves in the foot. And that leads me to the most important part of this thing. Kansas City Chiefs are a more disciplined team. If you're sitting at home talking about the calls, I need you to take the pacifier out of your mouth and, 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 and grow up because calls go in one team's direction every game, okay? Teams find ways to not put themselves in position where they're going to get penalized. This like is you, what they you, mean when they say teams know how to win, right? Teams know how to win. Not fuck up. And, and listen, like, you can go down the list of them. Like, there's the Millette hold that leads to the Kelsey touchdown, the Kyle Van Oy roughness, uh, unnecessary roughness, the Travis Jones roughing. Like, these are plays that the Van Oy thing, I heard guys in the room were like, well, they're going to just get the third guy. I'm like, when have they not gotten the third guy? When five seconds after the play, mm -hmm. Kyle Vannoy walks over and headbutts a guy, like that's going to be a flag. And, you know, the Chiefs at that point are not hurrying up. You know, Baltimore gave them momentum to where they wanted to go put a drive together before the half. You know, uh, the taunting thing, mm. Legereus Sneed, you know I'm obsessed with the guy. The fucking guy gets Zay Flowers on the ground, okay? You always talk about live to fight another day. That's why you live to fight another day. Making that tackle alone was the difference. In With the all game. that space. With all that space. That's a lot of real estate for that young buck to have the football. Yeah, dude, getting him down and then and then Zay Flowers being a dummy in that situation and taunting Legereus Need. Like, you know, when you say act like you've been there before, like yeah. act like you've been to the playoffs, act like you've made a play like that, and then Sneed getting the ultimate get back think, on the goal line. Oh, I my it, goodness. I think it sucks because in that play, if you look at it, yeah. I don't think he meant to hit him with the <coughs> ball. I think that's why the flag ended up getting called for the taunting. It's the but flag. Did he mean to push him? Did he mean I, to I push think, him? Did he mean to stand over him? I don't know if he was pushing him off like they let guys go. But somebody think, said, my, somebody said, might, might be Chris's worst take ever. What have I said that is not objectively yeah, true in this, this breakdown? This is all real. Grow up. You want to know what's also Grow true? Up. How about red zone 
attempts and interceptions. So like that's a real thing that maybe you guys can work on as as an organization. Just call it One both thing sides, that the Chiefs please. don't have to work on. Is there an age which we're pointing out? Should be an age limit on this thing chat room. An issue. If you're a minor, get out of the chat. <laughs> no minors. No minors we're in the chat. We're swearing in here. No minors in the chat. If you think if you think the difference in that game was the 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 calls, they play that game 10 times the Chiefs win 7 times. Forget about playing it at Arrowhead. The, we knew exactly how the game would go, and it went that way. It went that way. They beat themselves, though. They beat themselves. They and beat it, themselves. And, and they, my, weren't, they weren't as good. This is my thing. Like, yeah, like the game plan-wise is just you go out and you get Odell Beckham. Like, for what? Like, the missed hold. How about like, a fucking – how about the leg whip on Chris oh, Jones? And, and we could up. go back and forth. We go back and forth yeah. all game. That's a I, safety, like, isn't it? We can go back a all – in that spot? We can go back all game. We can do this in any of the, the games. But y'all are complaining about calls, and not all y'all. All I'm saying is this. The better team, the more disciplined team, the team that gets 10 to 15% better in the playoffs, the Ravens did not get 10 to 15% better in the playoffs. They won that game. And you want to talk about the defense and all that stuff? They got a great defense. What a team. Yeah. This scared that all week, bro, I was on the Chiefs, all week. I was having dreams about the game. I was so nervous about the game. Because, you know, I've stood on the table for these guys. Yep. I don't want to look like an idiot. And also, I don't want to lose money. Yep. But, you know, Sleep and, well, and then buddy. when Willie Gay is down before yeah. the game, I'm thinking, bro, I'm on the wrong side of this thing. Next man but up. credit to Spags because somebody from each group that lost somebody made a big play. You want to talk about Bush came in? Bush came in and made the pick. Now, I mean, that's a punt into the end zone. Deion Bush, no the one that got away from Chicago. Chicago he, Bears fans. Chicago? No, his former, former Miami Hurricane, Deion Bush, was drafted to the Chicago yeah. Bears. I was with him for a bit. Good dude. And then we had crossover when I was there in Kansas City. It was so cool to see. Obviously, you hate to see a guy go down, but for Dion to come in, make a big play, it's just it couldn't happen to a better dude. Patient, 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 and that's then you the, go make your play. That's one of the, like the untold things that's like great about the NFL and kind of shows like an organization just having guys ready. Like we always talk about as players or like a coach and a player next man up mentality because you just never know when guys – like you're really only as good as your last man. Like people say that yeah. until you really have to rely on yeah. that. And when you see guys, stars get hurt in big spots, and mm -hmm. then their backups, it's it's one of those things in football. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's a backup in at, at at corner of safety. Oh, let's go right at him. And for for you to kind of like accept that and then go out there and make big plays, that that's that's always a a, a good little I love, side side um story. Of the I love talking to the chat. <laughs> what are they saying? Rick Mao, 10 to 15% better. Who comes up with this garbage? You're right. They're 30% better. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. They were 30% better. No, because and also if you think about you, it. And people, the Ravens were 20% worse. But people, <laughs> it's like, what? people have to realize if you're going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, you have to play your best game. And like the games that the Chiefs lost during the season, if you go back and you watch them, like they were shooting themselves in the foot. They had so many drop passes yeah. this season that like that alone – was a huge difference where they were losing games because of not because bad quarterback play or what's going on, but okay. it's and, more. Gu and guess what? And guess what? And guess what? Because I got in this argument on inside the NFL, and I cannot wait for tomorrow. All my boys, I love those guys, Jay Cutler, Channing Crowder, <laughs> Ryan Clark, but they were wrong. We were in the middle of the season, and we're doing the production meeting after the Eagles game, and they're talking about the Chiefs, and you know, like they're like, hey, you know, what do you think about the Chiefs? I'm like, I'm not worried about the Chiefs. And so they're like, okay, and they take their notes. And then we get out on set. And they're like, what do you think about the Chiefs, Chris? I'm like, I'm not worried about them. And then they jump me. They're all like, you idiot. You know, they're all like, you look terrible. They're, they're dropping balls. They're not going to be any good. 
And I said, who's beating them at this point? I said, in, in, at Arrowhead. I don't think I would have took him to go the distance um, on the road, but as as the as the postseason went on, it was evident to me that they were a better version of that team in the in the regular season. And what and what play could be more encapsulating than the very play MVS. that started the the argument on inside the NFL and the set of inside the NFL was MVS dropping that ball against the Eagles, third and nine with the game on the line. I understand throwing the ball because at that point, if you run it. You're really talking about 10 seconds, 15 seconds. You want to end the game right here. You get your, your man indicator. You've got a safety who's sitting there in robber, and he's got his eyes on Kelsey at the sticks. Kelsey, even when he's not making plays, making plays. Yep. You get Millette on MVS, and you know he just launches it. And MVS makes the clutch catch. That's 10 to 15% better. That's who they are. And those 10% of plays that they were missing, they're starting to make those plays in the playoffs, and that's what's scary about the Chiefs, and that's what makes them actually. Patrick Mahomes. I'll do you one further. Yeah, do yeah. Now, I think I'm about to do yeah. what you were about to do. What? This is from Ari Maroff's Twitter. Perfect. Okay. Mm -hmm. Bright guy. Yeah. I haven't met him. Perfect. Smarter than me. Mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes has played 17 postseason games, effectively another full season in the playoffs. His stats are as follows, Chris: 14 and three record. He's 422 for 626, which is 67 and a half percent. He's got 4,800 yards, 458 rushing yards, 39 passing touchdowns, five rushing touchdowns, and only seven interceptions. Now, I haven't done the numbers there, but go look at his percentage during the season yes. and compare it to that and find out what the percentage is there. So that's just one Some guy. teams get better in the playoffs. Now okay. go look at Chris Jones' production. Now go, now go take a look at Spag's defensive units production throughout the playoffs yep. and you can start to come up with this number right take a look at harrison bucker in the playoffs look at kelsey in the regular season this travis year kelsey in the fucking travis playoffs, kelsey averages like 100 okay these, and, we're answering these questions and another right thing now. that they another thing that they weren't afraid to do was they ran the ball they ran the ball into down safety looks they ran the ball dude they there was these two quarterbacks are incredible okay one's on another level but Lamar's insane, dude. The, the the play where he shakes off Chanel and, and scores that touchdown, you're just like, that's what you're worried about. That's the way the Ravens can beat the Chiefs, yep. okay? And, you know, the, the play where he – the a blitzer deflects the ball into his hands. Like, they got that they got that look yeah. at the rights. He catches the ball, like, and runs – at one point during the second quarter, I looked up and I said, they really have two plays. And they're all Lamar, right? The difference is they both it's had high crossers. heights. It, it's it's well yeah but but for Mahomes and for the Chiefs they were willing to take the chunks they were willing to take a chunk of flesh every play a little something listen, behind your ear <laughs> a little something back here you know you don't like it when I touch it. a little Yo, something in the, in the you know they were, the, oh go ahead they were willing to take the little chunks and and when they had third manageable or fourth and short the Kelsey look on the on on Stevens on fourth down it's Mahomes it's vintage Mahomes dude it's I'm looking front side to the flat. It's not there. All right, like I need like a quarter second to look back and check for Kelsey, and he's definitely – I trust the guy. He's, he's, got, he's, he's got the size, and he's got to step on Stevens and that throw off his back foot or the fourth down, I think it was, and where he's climbing the pocket and getting drilled, and, and he hits Kelsey. And this is another thing about being together for a long time. This is the, this is the thing. He hits Kelsey. Kelsey's on one side of Stevens when he lets the ball go. He has leverage trust. on one side. The ball – 
sales, just getting it off some miracle. He, it sails to the other side of Stevens, and, and Kelsey's able to make that adjustment. They're playing backyard football. Yep. That's like, what they if do. This, if this is the, if this is the grass right here, this yeah. is ground level. Yeah. Patrick with Travis, which is different than anybody else, yep. knows that he can throw the ball from zero to a hundred. A hundred being, let's say, eighty inches, ninety inches, whatever Travis's yeah. catch radius yeah. is. But he drop he can drop a ball in the bucket right here, and he knows Travis can adjust and make the play. That's the difference. These two are like, they, they're in unison. They don't even have to, to it's nonverbal. They're in a voice chat with themselves yep. while the game's going on. Yep. Everything else is muted. Yep. And they're yep. just like, hey, do you see that? Yeah, I see that. With no Fuck sound. It, with no sound. And Chris, a testament to how good um, Patrick is in the, in the postseason. Here's a stat for you. The Eagles last year led the NFL with 70 sacks, and they had zero versus Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. The Ravens led the NFL with 31 takeaways this season, and they had zero versus Patrick Mahomes yesterday. That's wild. That's wild. I mean, and and that's and that's that's the greatness of that quarterback. That's the when, Andy when and Andy used show to getting too. freebies that you earn on defense because yep. you're so damn good. Yep. You don't have those offensively. You don't have those short fields. They didn't give them to him. And I, I think another big thing in the second half, and this is something that gets lost, but. You know, the Chiefs didn't do shit offensively in the second half, but what they did do in situations was flip the field, okay, because they've gotten these situations before Tommy this T. season. Tommy Townsend was great in the second half. I mean, he had the pin punt. He also had a big one out of the shadow of his the end zone where he flipped the field completely. But they, they started a drive at 12-13, um, and they go five minutes from their own 21, and they punt at the 45. Okay? There's another one where they start their own 20 with 14-52 in the fourth. They eat up four minutes, and they punt at the Baltimore 48-yard line. They pin them down to the one-yard line. So these are big plays or big drives that don't end in points, but they're huge drives when you when you have a 10-point lead in a low-scoring game. It's a war of attrition. It's a war of attrition. They understood the game. They under, understood the assignment. That's why they are who they are. And I think for Baltimore, the, the, the thing that sucks is, like, if not when – if not now, when? Mm -hmm. You know, like th this was, other than Patrick Mahomes, I think they'd probably be in the Super Bowl. But, um, but they, 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 got a, they got a lot of people they got to sign, and, and this window is like wide open right now. This, this year was a great opportunity. And I think, the, I think the thing that really sucks is you're like, and I know I'm telling you, be patient with Lamar because all it takes is one run to make it worth it, right? And he has not played well in the postseason at times. But just be patient. Um, but out of the other side of my mouth, I'm saying, like, damn, if not now, when? Yeah. You know, it's it's tough. What's your, it's, what's your messaging, both of you guys, to a young guy like Zay Flowers, who obviously he's has gonna the talent? Fine, dude. Dude. He's going to be fine, yeah, dude. He's going mean, to be fine. It, that's going to sting. That's going to that's gonna hurt, like, seeing that. And just, like, you're going to see that highlight and know, like, it may have been different if, that play did not happen. And that's that's the tough thing about that loss. It's just like it's usually with losses you have like things. This was so specific that everyone has to wonder, like just the point in the game when it happens, the momentum shift, like everything that touchdown would have did if it was different, like it, it changes the game. So that is something that you have to find a way to get over it. But – Rick hey. Mao had money on the fucking. Uh, he had money on the. He had money on the um, on the the Ravens. He said the Ravens blew the game more than the Chiefs earned it. I think there was a little bit of both, and that's why you yeah. play football games, and that's part of being a great team is not blowing the game. Yeah. So not, yeah, um, not making mistakes. So I, I I you know that leads us. How to, do you win, Rick Mao? Meow. Meow. Tell me Tell me meow. Yeah. 
Meow. You don't even have to say it with an A. You can just say Rick Meow. Meow. You guys are going to stop saying Meow? All right. All right. Let's talk about the second game. Yep. Where do you want to start? Because like we can make this about. Like I said in the middle of the season. Yeah. Like I said in the middle of the season. Yeah. Why the hell are these coaches coaching like they're playing Madden, bro? Like, just kick the fucking ball. You have kickers. Kick the ball. Okay. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. But also, if you're going to go for it all the time on fourth down, then go for it all the time on fourth down. Okay, here's here's my take. I, The one thing that's curious to me, I'll, I'll acknowledge this with Dan. I'm going to put my cards on the table. Number one, huge Dan fan. I don't think they're there without him, right? Number two, he hurt them in the second half. Number three, and this is the most important thing, to me, the biggest mistake he made was was calling that timeout because yeah. because that robs your defense of an opportunity to to earn their keep. You know, like an onside kick is not a high percentage play. In that situation, even if you're going to run the ball out of goal line, have another play loaded up in the hopper for fourth down. You're supposed to have more plays. And Ben, that's on Ben Johnson too. And you know, like I, I want to know if I'm an owner, what happened there because. I mean, in that situation, if you don't have a second play, you 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 burn your first time out. Now the game is going to end on an onside kick, or yep. it's going to extend. And to me, that that you you frame a lot of these these decisions with like, hey, this is a coach that believes in his team. Yeah, coach doesn't believe in his defense making that call. No. So with that call, who on the sideline other than the head coach can maybe like would like buzz into him and be like, do not take a timeout right here. I mean, it's like, a conversation that's ongoing between the people upstairs and Dan. Like, hey, Dan. And like, so I, I'm, I'm pretty sure they co-signed with they co-signed that. They like, co-signed if we don't it. get it here, like, yeah, we're gonna take a timeout, which yeah. is wild to me. Now, as far as the fourth down is concerned, before the half, I understood them kicking because it's a three-score game at that point. Like, you yeah. know what? They're gonna get the ball out of the half. You could be up a touchdown in five minutes. Okay, so I understand them going up 17 before the half. Part of me is like, why not do it again in the middle of the third quarter when the possessions are different? I think some things changed there. They came out of the, the gate and San Francisco was was rolling on that. You know, like they were rolling a little bit. I think you look at that situation and you could easily say, hey, Dan, you're a fucking idiot. I understand that's kind of how they do things. That's what I wanted to say in real time. Went back and watched the tape. I thought the second half was about missed opportunities for the Lions. I really do. That fourth and three, mm-hmm. the people that, that said, hey, down in Dallas, remember golf to the flat on the, sec- the two-point conversion, a lot of people were like, well, it's there. You know, like the Steichen call in the flat, a lot of people say it's there. <coughs> you, you can't question the call. It's there. And to, to, to Steichen and to, to Ben Johnson, I would have said, well, in those games, the quarterback wasn't making throws. So, like, you're trusting him to make an easy throw in a tough situation, maybe you consider that. But in this game, I didn't think Jared Goff played bad. So I'm looking at this situation, and Reynolds got the ball on his hands. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the right read. It's the right play. It's there. And I think from Dan's perspective in that situation, you're talking about an opportunity to go up 21. Like, you could, you could be up 21 points with four minutes or so to go if you'd have finished that drive. 
in the second half. And I think he also knows that Shanahan and the Niners don't come back in the fourth quarter. And so he wanted to put him away in that situation. I'm not going to fault him for that, especially when the ball is on the guy's hands. Now, the second fourth down, where you've got a chance to kick a 47-yarder with seven minutes to go in the game and tie it up, because of the clock, because of how quickly San Francisco is apt to score, in that situation, kick the field goal and get the ball last. Whether you're getting the ball last and grinding it out in four-minute mode or you're going to win or tie the game, I'd rather be in that situation than give them the ball back at midfield. And if they score again, you're going to have to kick an onside kick or, or call three timeouts. Does that make sense to yeah. you guys with yeah. what I'm saying? is, it, With seven minutes to go in the game, a chance to tie it. If they go down and score in four it's minutes, a, a no you can still tie it on the it's Jameson no Williams touchdown. I just don't like that it, it's kind of like no rhyme or reason. It's kind of like how I'm feeling in the moment. And it, we don't know his like rhyme or reason. Yeah, it, exactly. But and Ben Johnson got them the open look on the first fourth down. That's yeah. my point is like the looks there. Yeah. Catch the fucking ball. And not to mention that, like the whole second half, dude, you, you've got missed opportunities. Laporta. Uh, in the red zone on the first drive. Sailed. They just miss Sailed. it. Yep. You know? Fourth and two, you got the Reynolds drop. You got the Gibbs fumble, dude. Did Dan Campbell fumble that ball? You know, um, third and nine, Reynolds dropped another one later in the game. Like, that drive extends. Who knows? J-Mo, touchdown. Like, catch the ball. Great players make that play. Yep. Now, I know it's not an easy play, but catch the ball. So, all I'm saying is there are opportunities. The Lions were still finding guys. Dan Campbell can't block Nick Bosa. He can't block Nick Bosa. So, I, you know, like, there is he, – he deserves some culpability in that game for calling that timeout late. But that's a situation you probably they never end. Bosa and, gave a speech. And, you just make the plays you're supposed to make. And you can't have DNs getting pancaked. By Backstab. overgrown wide receivers, man. Yo. Like, no, I don't I like, George yo, Kittle, Kittle was... is a tight end. I don't want to hear this. He's basically an old lineman. No. No, no. He is a ball-catching tight end. Yeah. And uh, your starting yeah. DN yeah. in the playoffs yeah. should not be getting pancaked that bad on a reach block. Why are you no. No. I'm just looking at the camera. <laughs> no, no. No. Well, I, under, I understand, and I want to. I want to. I want to like point this out. In the second half, and a lot of it was George Kittle on the edge. Five eight a pop for the Niners. They had thirty eight rushing yards in the first half. Now the Lions had one fifty in the first half. They ran for like four two, four three in the second half. Like they were still running the ball, but they never kept the ball long enough. The big problem for me is that Gibbs fumble, and then a three and out. Between that Gibbs fumble and the two minute drive late in the game, Niners had thirteen minutes of possession. Detroit had three minutes. When that moment, you know, like shipped, that, that that's shipped. where you lose the game. You lose yeah. the game. There's a couple. It's okay to sit here and say, on Monday, you you're always looking for one person to blame. You know, you could blame Dan. That's you a could, fun you way to play do Reynolds. It. You could, but but you had opportunities. Uh, you know, whether they were phases of the game or plays, you had opportunities to win the game. Now here's where the, 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 nine, the Niners won the game. Yeah. So I want to talk about the Niners. The Niners won the game, and they won the game because they found the matchups in the second half, whether it was the Vildor, DPI, Ayuk in the red zone, Kittle on Melon Fonwu. They ran the ball. Brock I Purdy about put that. on the Michael Vick and, jersey. And Brock Purdy, dude. <laughs> this is the thing. You know, it's the reason we haven't slandered him to the degree that some, some people have because I don't see the point in that. The point is, Brock Purdy's good enough. The way they said good enough for Detroit, Brock Purdy's good enough to play in a Super Bowl. Brock Purdy's part of the reason they're here. You know, so like when people call him a capital G game manager, at the very least, give him game executive 
because because the dude makes plays off schedule. How about the throw across no. the middle that he got away with? And Greg Olson was oh. essentially like, "Oh my goodness!" Like, oh. yeah, but that's that's I, just the Brock Purdy magic. But I'd rather have a guy that's not afraid to take those chances that can make throws off platform than a guy who's just sitting back there and running the offense. And I think that's where he he separates himself against Green Bay. One of the biggest plays of that game was late in the game. Green Bay's trying to defend a field goal. And they're in the red zone, and they run. Green Bay runs like a, a TE from a shade, so the the tackles like by the center, and he's trying to run out and get contained. He doesn't get it. Brock sees it and goes down to low red and sets up that touchdown. Well, there were multiple occasions last night, none bigger than 4:42 to go, third and four at midfield, where he scrambles to the 28-yard line. He just sees it. He beats Anzalone uh, to the sideline and takes off, and then. You know, I think a huge one for me, hidden, hidden, this is a hidden key play. It's 2.01 left in the third at the San Francisco 20. Okay, they send Mellon Fonwu. Early down pressures. That's what mm-hmm. Detroit has done well. Got him dead to rights at the 11. I mean, he's all over him. Purdy shakes out of that and hits, hits use check on the sideline. And you know is what happened? Toe tap? Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a toe yeah, tap. Dude. Seven minute drive. It could be second and 19. What do you call use On the check? 11. You check on the on the sideline, and it's a seven-minute drive. Receiver? So, like, that kills you. And it's all Brock Purdy making plays off schedule, and the throws were circus throws. It's like times. a well-behaved Johnny Menzel. He, yeah. <laughs> you know what I like? Like, entertaining, <laughs> maybe not the optimal physique. Yes. Like, yes. people want an alpha <laughs> Josh Allen out there, and Brock Purdy's like, hey, my hands are a little small. i got to dry them off when it rains. You, t- you want to see this offense go? Let's let's run this thing back for the fourth quarter. And by the way, his hands aren't small. I was re- – But, you know, I was re- I'm, yeah, I'm but playing I was, the narrative yeah, game. Yeah, the narrative game. The, he, he reminds me – I was trying to figure out who he reminds me of. Somebody said – he, somebody said Howie like, Jr. Somebody said Baker sometimes, like, but I actually in high school. Yeah, bro. my brother. He was sick. Yeah, in high school. Honestly, he reminds me of like what you would want Bryce Young to be. Hmm. You know, like like KG. Uh, you know, extends plays, quick release. He's got a great quick release. He can make some plays off platform, but he's not Michael Vick, except for when he's playing the Lions. And I, I think like. I think he's just been that that guy for them that you could you could explain it away. This was such a huge game for him because I think if they lose this game, there are people talking about do you replace Brock Purdy next year? And there was a point in this game where you're like, we're right back where we were last year in the NFL. They panned to George the, Kittle the, on the, the sideline, yeah, like right after their failed drive and they were down 17, and, yeah. and George Kittle's face on the sideline is kind of like you know, it's not a face that's telling me like screw our quarterback, but it's a face that's like fuck, how do we get in this situation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so quickly? Um, and then for him to turn it around, I just imagine all the texts that did were you, sent from Lions fans talking shit, all the Facebook posts. Well, did you posts. did you see? Um, just wait. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the yeah. the video the video of just Kittle wait. last night's Super Bowl when they were about to lose? He was just like he was on the sideline. He was mic'd up, and he had said something. He was like, "I'm gonna fucking be back here." Yeah, and with a vengeance. Yeah, like they pl- yeah. played that. And then, that's another team that's got championship DNA. They might not have won one, but they've been there. Yeah. So you talk about a team that like goes down 17 at home and the sky is falling. They're giving up 150 yards on the ground in the first half. They're in the same place they were last year. Birdie got hit so hard at one point by McNeil. I thought we were going to have a repeat of last year. Like he was going to be was out. It, was it the, the, the one where he hit his? Yeah. Okay. It was the same action. It was the same. Well, I don't. He didn't get his elbow. He got his fingers. It might have been another one where, where McNeil landed on him. I don't think it was. But McNeil. He, he got hit hard in some. In, in Purdy hit uh, a hand on release. I forget who he hit, but I remember thinking like 
damn, is it, are, is it going to be fingers this year? Yeah. Yeah, no, the ball Sam goes Darnold down the field a couple times, and you're like, damn, is Purdy going to get up? I said the same thing about Mahomes a couple times. Mahomes was so tough uh, yesterday. <laughs> he got crumpled he up got like a pretzel. destroyed a couple times. A, the pretzel he, tackle he got out of. He didn't oh, even tear yeah. both his ACLs. <laughs> he just ran out of it. Yeah, dude. I mean, so. There's a viral video going around of some of his workouts that he does that looks crazy, and he can kind of like back He's doing like handstands and shit. Purdy yeah. made some of the best throws yesterday yeah. of anybody. Shout out to Bob Stroop, who is uh, my trainer. trainer, who oh, is uh, a very entertaining Bob Twitter Stroop. follow on game day. He's a very prideful trainer, lo yeah. loves his athletes, yeah. as, as many of as these many trainers do. Yeah. do. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he's a good Bob Stroop is a Bob good Stroop. follow, but okay. he makes Patrick do all this off-platform stuff yeah. to prepare for these awkward situations yeah. because he knows his athlete isn't going to go down on first contact. Yeah. So how am I going to train him differently? No question. Interesting, but I mean, he's a different athlete, so you yeah. can train him like everybody else. Yeah, I. This is going to be a great Super Bowl. Well, imagine trying to challenge Patrick Mahomes yeah. in the offseason. Well, he challenged himself. Yeah, I mean, but like yeah. try to build yeah, that yeah. playground yeah. Any, for that any, kid. Any chance of this game like being a blowout either way? Do yeah. you see that? Do you I, see a situation a for either way, or, or which, which way would you do you think? I think the blueprint is set for what the Kansas City Chiefs want to achieve against this. Yeah. San Francisco 49ers team, right? Chris? Yeah, I like the Chiefs. I, I'm big on the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs. There's no, Hey, and nothing against the Niners. I think they're fucking awesome. But if you had to ask me which way I lean, it's the Chiefs because of a few things. Number one, they got great backers in the middle of the field. Like, that helps playing this Willie offense. will be back. Willie will be back. Um, you might get Jared McKinnon back. I mean, like, I, I, <laughs> Jarek. You know, I've been talking about <laughs> my favorite guy. name ever, Jarek. Like, are you Jaron or Jarek? Or Jared? And he's got a <laughs> he's got a Magic City backpack. He walks around Does the facility he? with. He's one of the chillest characters. I like this guy. In the NFL. Well, I like this guy. Anybody who's watched like, Chiefs games with me this year can tell it. Playoff like McKinnon. Because when he's not out there, I'm just so pissed off. He had such a different dimension. Um, I think he played quarterback in college too. Yeah. Check me on that. But he's another one of these guys where Andy Reid's like. Oh, you know offense really well? Mm -hmm. Come on in. Yep. We, we got a place for you. Yep. And he's also clutch. And they asked him earlier in the season about being shelved a lot, like mm -hmm. you're not using this offense. And he did. He had an opportunity to take shots at yeah, he didn't. rotation, and he was like, look, I know, I know my role in this offense. Yep. And it's coming probably. Listen, and he'd be great to get back. I don't know if Cook, the safety, has a shot. I haven't even looked because you're just worrying about it one game at a time if you're the Chiefs. But – I think having the guys outside they can cover, right? And there's like, stuff that's going to pop up this week, obviously, after that game yesterday. That was a physical football game, so guys are going to pop up on the injury report. Now, on the other side of things, like, it's all about the run game, right? You know, Kansas City's had trouble in the run game, but one thing that I think they've done a pretty good job at is perimeter run. Like, I think when, when you know, like, you look at the Miami game plan, plan two, hard in the flat, and saying, "Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna force the ball back in the middle of defense." Um, I don't know if the guys up front have the same physicality for San Francisco outside of Trent Williams that where like Baltimore does, where you you were worried about it coming in. So I do think I do think it's going to be a good football game. You asked if it could be a blowout. I mean, the, here's your blowout scenario: Spags dials up pressures that. Purdy throws four picks. You know, you get in the passing windows, you get some deflections. Setting traps for Brock Purdy. Yeah, I, I, I just see. Now, on the other side of it, 
How do you beat a great quarterback? You, you get pressure with four. The Ravens did not get pressure with four. They, you know, like Patrick had time. You, know, you talk about this big, bad defense. The, the Niners can get pressure with four. So if you can get pressure with four, it's a different conversation. Uh, the pressure that the Ravens got at times, and it was late in downs, Matt Abike did a great job rushing. Obviously, they were down Tooney at left guard. Yeah. And, um, you know. But they couldn't wreck the game. It's obviously, we don't know what's going to happen with Tooney in the Super Bowl, but Allegretti, like we said last week, you can run behind him. You can trust him not to have MEs. Yep. And that's all you want, that Andy Reid offense. And to your point, less penalties, more opportunities to win. Yes. Report today that Tooney has a torn pec, so yeah. he probably will not. Be. Yeah, yeah he's like 50-50. The, yeah. the pec's brutal. 70-30, no. Pec's brutal. Uh, I got if, a bird chest. If you think about the, the, the game plan, they're going to try to run the ball. And like you said last week, like Allegretti is not a big loss. And their big and the passes down the field can be off of heavy play action, which gives our guy Nick Allegretti and that offensive line an opportunity to impose their will early in the down, take the edge off the rush. I mean, I think that's the game plan, Chris. Run the ball early, give Patrick shots. Watch, MVS might have another couple. Here's of another one, Kyle. Andy Reid against Steve Wilkes, okay? Uh, and then the real matchup is Shanahan against, uh, against Spags. You know, it's like... I felt good about the Spags matchup uh, last week because Munkin hasn't been in these spots. You know, like this is his first real NFL playoff game. He's had big college games. He's coached in the NFL before, but this is different. And so now you've got Shanahan who's been there. And, you know, you think about Kyle Shanahan dating all the way back to 28-3 and obviously not throwing the, throwing the football late in the game is why they lost the game, in my opinion. I was on the field for that game. Like, that's why they lost the game. And you could put that squarely and on. And some great rush. Well, you could put that on Kyle Shanahan, Trey Flowers. You could put that on Kyle Shanahan. Sure. And, uh, you know, you're talking about six years later, seven years later, you're back in the same situation. You've been there before. You've been a throwaway with Jimmy G. I'm a huge fan of Kyle Shanahan. I, you know, He's like, great. It, it, it probably means more to him than you know. I mean, you know, because when you miss those opportunities most times, you don't get them back, whether you're a coordinator or a head coach. And for Dan Campbell, the sad thing was at the end of that game, I thought I saw a quote where he said, guys, you don't know if this is your last shot. Like, I'm not sure if we'll ever have another shot. And that's the realest thing you can say to your team because my dad, when he played, he played in the Super Bowl early in his career, never got back, came close a few times. But, you know, when he'd say, go talk to a team or something, he'd go talk to a, like the Vikings or something. And I'd be like, what'd you tell him? And he's like, you know, like you young guys that think this is how it is in the NFL. You're always, if you're young on a team and you get to the Super Bowl, if you were a young guy on that Eagles team a couple years ago, you're thinking we're going every year. Last year, we're going every year. It's hard to get back. And so for Shanahan, this is a big opportunity. Sure. You never had that, you never had that in, in early in your career where you were like, okay, so my rookie year was yeah. the year we had a play-in game in week 17 against yeah. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers at home. Mm -hmm. He beat us where John Kuhn cut block Julius Peppers. Rodgers rolled left and, fl and flicked the bean out there to Rand old Randall Cobb, I believe it was. I'm calling it flick the bean now mm -hmm. when you throw the football. Now? Because it, it looks like a coffee bean when you're watching on mm -hmm. TV. And, and the way these guys throw it now, they kind of flick it. Yeah. So who, was little, the, who was the safety in that? Uh, we're not naming names. But it was, uh, it was a couple guys back there, all right? Um, he just miscommunication. He flicked the bean out there, but the point is, I was a young player, and I remember telling my other rookie, Jordan Mills, I was like, "We'll be back next year," and I think we went three and thirteen next mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Jordan. to your point, the opportunities 
are you never few know. and far between never in know. this league. But I think Jared Goff has done enough to prove that he's good enough for Detroit, just like Dan said. And, yeah. and you know, you were kind of on the fence about, like, oh, we drafted Hooker. Like, you know, is Hooker going flick, to flick the bean? You like this. this. Team? You know, like. <laughs> I, you like this. I'd rather. Now Jared Goff. Etymology? Now Jared Goff gets to flick the bean for the foreseeable future because he's played well enough. Mm -hmm. And like I said, if guys make catches in this game, great. You know, I think they win the game. But they, they didn't make the plays that they had to make, and Brock made the plays. It's just like Jordan Love didn't make the plays last week. The quarterback didn't make the plays as bad as you wanted to say that Jordan Love outplayed Purdy because he played like dog shit for a few quarters. The most important quarter is the fourth. The most important half is the second half. And Purdy played his best ball in the second half. It was really telling to me. Uh, the one thing that's important, as, as you understand, is the emotional intelligence and being present in the moment and not getting too high, not getting too low. And at the end of the game, Niners get the ball and they're going to run the clock out. They're going to take a couple of knees and the game's over. And you can see how calm and present in the moment Brock Purdy is until the very moment that his knee hits the ground. Yep. And once his knee hits the ground, he explodes. Yep. That's a guy who's been there before. Yep. Um, he's a winner. I don't care if it was Little League football. I don't care if it was high school football. The moment's not too big for him. That's a guy who, who knows how to do everything in the game and then take the knee the right way and then celebrate the yep. right way. Yep. In, in this matchup, so we were talking about rematch. But he's got to go play Patrick. Yeah. In this right. rematch uh, between head coaches, it's the fourth Super Bowl rematch all time. Chuck Noll, Tom Landry, um, a couple of Coughlin and Belichick. And now Reed and Shanahan. In each of the three previous instances, the team that won the first time won the, won second, the second time as well. Yeah, yeah, because you know they're, they're the same teams, like Brady twice, and you know now you're going to get this. I mean, same bones of these right. teams. I mean, probably a better quarterback in Brock Purdy, I, but then Jimmy G. But um, should every team be managed by a former or a Hall of Famer and coached by a, a, a coach's son? <laughs> yes, that's the new blueprint. So, you got you're onto something there. Okay, you think we'll get a Travis Kelsey passing touchdown in the Super Bowl? Yes, dude. Come on. <laughs> um, next question. Next question. He's on. He's on his props already. Okay. <laughs> he's wild. Um, let's hear from our friends at Little Caesars. Let's Little hear Caesars. from them. You want to do it? I'll do it. Do Little it. Caesars, the official pizza sponsor of the NFL. No. Knows football fans love a great game and a great deal. So we're tossing out a challenge and calling it Pick 6 for Slices and Sticks. If there's a Pick 6 during Super Bowl 58, fans who accepted the challenge on our app will get a free Slices and Sticks, period. We've entered with NFL legend Derek Brooks of the Tampa Bay Bucks because he knows all about the Pick 6. Having returned one during Super Bowl 37, we were there, Chris. We were there for that. We were there. That play led to a 44-yard touchdown and a win for the Buccaneers. So accept the challenge today and win some peace. Actually, Kyle, you were there because uh, you're dad's favorite. Where were you? I was at home. You were drinking beers with your friend. <laughs> yeah, I was. Back in uh, when the when the when the when and the chasing tail. When the cats away, the mice will play. <laughs> you were chasing tail. Yeah, I was. I was. I remember when Dad left for the Super Bowl uh, when the Rams played the Titans. We had a snow day the next day, so it was like double whammy. I had a sleepover, snow day, the whole thing. Oh, boy. And uh, we stole Dad's cigars and, and went out in the tundra and smoked the – I don't mean the car, but like out there in the frozen tundra, and we smoked the cigar. The literal tundra. Yeah, we used to, you know, we used to when – yeah, when the cat's away. When, the when big, men were men. When men were men. Uh, and, and, and Faith Hill did the halftime uh, back in the day. Faith Hill. Britney Spears wasn't locked up. 
Yeah, no, that we had a lot of starlets uh, during our formative years. Okay. Time for America's teams. Time for America's teams. Oh, America's teams. teams. America's teams. Kyle, why don't you kick this thing off? You know what? I really enjoy this segment. I like it every week. And if you're new to the show, it's been tougher as we've gone on throughout the season, Chris, right? Because obviously mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. now we only got two teams, so we got to get a little creative here. Yeah, we do. Uh, number one, I'm gonna just going to go the city of Detroit. The state of Michigan, from mm-hmm. UP to the southern border, uh, the state that looks like a glove, um, who who couldn't manage to cover Brock Purdy yesterday in the fourth quarter. I give you guys so much credit because this run has been historic. You guys have been as much of a part of this thing as the Detroit Lions. Uh, it's been impressive the whole way throughout. The supporting, the backing for Dan Campbell, the the Jared Goff chants throughout the game in Santa Clara. That's where it was. Yeah. Santa Clara. I was going to say San Jose, Chris. Yeah, wherever it is. But the Lions fans, you've been awesome the whole way through from the people in the stadium uh, to the companies that allowed their workers uh, off for certain shifts to be able to watch the game. I think it was a really classy deal. It encompassed what it means to be, a, I guess, a Michi- Michigander. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's Marshall which is coming out of hiding. Marshall Mathers. Yeah, Marshall Mathers. Yep. Barry Sanders was excited. Give it him was some funny. Y'all sent that, that picture of Eminem <laughs> flipping the, the people off out of the box, and I couldn't see his face, and I was just like, are you just showing me a Detroit fan? Which is what makes it great. Like, no, and Marshall. could have been anybody. It's and Marshall been. flipping the middle finger. He's been doing that since. Yep. But the yep. best thing I love about it is Marshall was probably so locked into the game with that picture. It, it looks like his box is mainly just him. Which is great. Which is, which is a guy that like you, sweet. you probably know as he probably put a little bit like a wager on the game mm-hmm. and you want to be in there. He just wants ruined, a living room right? in the stadium. Exactly. Ruined for I your team. Really rich. I don't want to hear anyone else's mm-hmm. opinion that'll piss me off I don't, during I don't this want game. to talk. Like when my dad used to go to games, he said the worst thing was he'd be up in the suite because he can't sit in the stands. And uh, I think one game he actually sat in the stands for one of my college games. Oh. Like down at Georgia Tech, and I felt bad for him because like people just <laughs> people bug him just, the whole time. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. in the in the in the suite, it's almost worse. Yeah, you know, because there are people that think that like we're friends tight. and like yep. they want to talk yeah. through the whole game. My dad doesn't want to hear it. Eminem doesn't want to hear it. <laughs> You're up number two. I'm not talking poo. Okay. Rescue zoos. I didn't mean for all that to rhyme. Rescue zoos. Number two. America's teams. Families at the zoo today. Again, we've talked about mm-hmm. the zoo on the show before. I think it's awesome, and I think it's a good segue coming out of the Detroit Lions getting mauled. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rescue zoos are a great place for Lions to rehabilitate. Um, Number three, (laughs) Peter Schrager. Yeah. What a big brain that guy has. Yeah, I know, right? And a really great guy. Yeah, he's nice been, guy. He's been picking the Super Bowls. Um, picking all the Super Bowls. I don't, I don't know exactly how many. Five let's or just six say it's more row. than on one hand, and it's really impressive. And uh, I think he makes a great point when he says, "Look, if nobody's going to toot your horn, uh, then you it's toot your own not going to be tooted." So, to that, I will toot your horn, and you toot your own. That's the thing about this business. The only people who are going to remind you that you were right were the people that agreed with you. Other people in the media are not going to do that. They're not going to do that. They don't give each other credit. And uh, and for Peter, I'm sure he's just sitting there like, "Dude, why don't I get any fucking credit? I've been like Miss Cleo for five years." You know? Call me now. Mm-hmm. Call me now. <laughs> it's Miss Cleo. <laughs> okay, number four. Or, yeah. yeah, number four. People who didn't entertain the Super Bowl logo bullshit. Yeah. 
that's number four. Number five, media members. It's Super Bowl week. I'm gonna. I'm. By the way, I, it's two weeks, but I'm just gonna say it's Super Bowl week. Mm-hmm. Can we all be on the same page there? It's not mm-hmm. a crime, right? Mm-hmm. Media members. It's Super Bowl week now. You know, we've been waiting all year for this. We get to go to Las Vegas. Everybody gets to network. I mean, Ralph's in studio here. We're in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. We're not in Vegas yet, but we get an opportunity as a team to go out there. And I'm gonna be out there it's with CBS. Be fun. Uh, unload your guns uh, as it pertains to your stories mm-hmm. and have a great time in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. It's going to be awesome. And go Chiefs. Can't wait. Yep. Oh, here I am trying to find a bookmark uh, on, on X. I don't even know how to do that. Um, be careful. Well, no, I don't have anything bad book- okay. bookmarked, um, unlike some. All right. My America's teams? Yes. Okay. Uh, people who stand on business. Standing on business. That's me. Roquan Smith. Because I've been standing on business all year on the Chiefs. Now you got to just, you got to cry it out. Okay. Uh, I'll go Kelsey and Swift. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Listen, I just want to talk as honestly as I can. I don't barely know a single Taylor Swift song. I don't think Taylor Swift is going to make her way onto my Spotify. I don't, I have no interest in consuming Taylor Swift uh, content but I could give a fuck less about the people who have acted like it's some huge impediment to watching football this year. Like, let's be serious. We had our fun run with it when it first came out and we, we got in the content game. We were like, oh, they're showing her so much. But like, if you, if, you, if you didn't take the opportunity to watch Patrick Mahomes through the playoffs because you don't want to see cutaways Crazy. of Taylor Swift, you have a micro penis. <laughs> like that's the only thing Inverted. I That's the only thing I can think of. Like honestly, because this is just some opportunity to prove your masculinity and say, I don't like looking at Taylor Swift. Who gives a fuck, man? This might be the biggest power couple in the history of sports. Victoria Beckham, David Beckham, they're taller. And they they're have they're more important right now. Accents. They have the lead up right now too. Spice so, Girls, Taylor Swift, I'm going to Taylor. They have Swift. the lead up to make the biggest story ever, couple story ever too, because Travis Kelsey walking into the sunset, winning another ring, maybe proposing to Taylor. Hit, if he hits proposing, whoa, that's moving pr- quick. Pr- proposing to Taylor under the confetti, wild. under the confetti. Oh my god! A- after, yeah. and then and then tell everyone I'm retiring with and, his brother. And what's wrong with some of you? you and then they're going to ride out on a horse together, and, a white and then, horse? And then we're just going to yeah. see the best videos of him traveling the world with his with his fiance. But what's wrong with some tour. people? On they they don't like love? I think it's the people. People thing. don't like... I love my wife. I've gotten, I'm not angry about it's this. It's a movie. It's like I have somebody to love. Maybe a lot of people are upset because they don't have somebody to love. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I, switched, I switched my stance because at the beginning of the season, I did think it was man, manufactured. Yeah. And even if it was, for it to be going this well and them to fight through all the media stuff that's happening, I, I, I support it now. No, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, it's, it's much ado about nothing yeah. in, unless, you, unless you're a fragile little baby. Queen. And shout I mean? out to um, Yushchek's wife. Because we're probably gonna see some cool ass. So I think that's and, great. And the I, next, in the next two weeks, she's probably so busy with the fire coat mm-hmm. and and the gear coming out. So that's gonna be dope. And I think that's great. And those are two uh, gals who have done their own thing. You know, Taylor Swift's obviously Taylor Swift. That's some mogul status. But there. but you know, making a jacket for Taylor Swift, that's not like, hey, I'm I'm a player's wife. You know, listen to me because I'm married to an NFL player. Which there's a lot of that. Oh man. This is this is like I have a craft and I'm really. Really good at it, and, and I'm standing taking an on opportunity. Business. You're standing on business from a uh, business person. Full circle. Yeah. Anyways, all right. 
Uh, let's see. Me and you, Kyle, America's team. Wow. Because we had a really great night the other night, dude. I bought Madden last yes, week. I okay. forgot about this. And I just want to tell you guys, I, I hadn't played Madden since college because there was a point where I was like, I just don't have time and like the gameplay is just, it's accelerating at a high speed. And it's really not. Well, at that point for me, it, it was like, yeah. Yeah, it's a big game. Okay, so I picked in like, I peaked in like 06. Back, back in the day when I had you on your visit, mm -hmm. we sat in the house and drank 40s and played Madden, me and Clint. It was me, I was the Eagles, and Clint was, this is before I played Chris, for the Eagles. I, Chris was controlling Javon Curse on defense. Uh-huh. <laughs> Every yeah, play. Yeah, it was sick. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, uh, and that was like the, the apex for me. But then a, a, a couple weeks ago, I was like, you know, something's missing from my life. You know, I want to play video games. Vidya. Here's why it happened. I got a great friend named William Hayes. You guys know William Hayes, guy I play with in St. Louis. And just to, to tell you guys how fucked up the game can be, uh, he's 38 years old. He just had his hip replaced. He's in a wheelchair until like, I was like, do you want to come to the Super Bowl? He's like, I'm in a motherfucking wheelchair, Does dog. He's a good surgeon. And I was like, we get a handicap plane. We get the whole thing. We'll wheel you all over the city. He didn't want to go. Um, you brought me to the Super Bowl when I was in a chair. Yeah, yeah. So it and, can be and, done. And so, yeah, it's accessible. And then... <laughs> Meg was like, Meg was like, you should really get a PlayStation so you guys can play together and like hang out together. So I got the PlayStation. Shout still, out to Meg. Yeah, still, that's awesome. Yeah, that is lit. still have, still haven't played Will, but the first thing I did, <laughs> your was, other brother, was I was like, Kyle, we gotta play. Like he's in a Madden league. Kyle's in like a Madden league. It's I'm in like my year. first year of the Madden league. I just got eliminated from the playoffs. Sorry <laughs> to hear that. Well, it's not your first year though. You've been. Well, it's my first actual calendar year. In okay. It. Kyle's been playing a lot, so so I'm like, I really want to play. I can barely get him to hang out, you know. So it was it was great to like get a good way to network. Yeah, it's a good way to get you other. in your happy place, which is in your den. And we played a game. I just I I, I don't want to skip over the score. I won the first game. Won the first game. There was some very. I, so, can uh -huh. we talk about what happened? We uh -huh. talk about it. It was a great game. Chris great won game. by seven points. Yeah. I forget who I played with. Who did I play with? You played with the Chiefs. I think I had the Bills. In the first game, I had the Chiefs. I yeah, yeah, so. I had the Chiefs, and yeah. I forget who caught the ball over the middle, but I did the both, both. You players. got Zay Flowers. I got, I did the celebration at the goal line, and I got tackled and fumbled it. Yeah, you, you were got the, the Ravens. Ball back and scored. Yeah, you were the basically the Ravens in this scenario. I got the ball back and scored. Okay, so then Kyle's like, "All right, you want to play for real? Let's play six minute quarters." And I was the Packers, and he was somebody else. And who was I? I don't remember. But the bottom line is, you won that game. We who did three that? random. So we're one and one. And uh, I played online. I I was C.J. Stroud. You were Jordan Love. Yes. I stayed up late the other night and got online play going. And there was there was this kid. And you know, like the last time, last time we played Madden, you this couldn't even. Funny. You couldn't even. The last time you played Madden, you couldn't even. You couldn't even talk to other people, let alone play online. Now I got a voice coming out of my controller. I'm like, who's in the room? <laughs> you know. I, I'm like, I'm hearing this kid. He's like, yo. I'm like, oh, fuck, this kid's going to talk shit to me. He's like, you think you're going to win? I was like, I just got the game, buddy. Like, I really don't want any smoke. You know, I don't want to be cussing a kid out at, you know, midnight. First off, why are you awake? Uh, I dog walked him. He quit in the first quarter. The other night I got my ass kicked by some guy who really knows his shit in Kentucky. And he was coaching me through the whole That's game. The he was telling me things to do when really? I play other play. Yeah, I was like, I love being a part of this community now, Kyle. I'm the Madden so community's dope. So Madden community. And there's people online 
Just like anything else you say online, you say the sky is blue, somebody has an issue with it. I said, this Madden is incredible. I haven't played in over 10 years. They're like, it sucks. <laughs> Everyone is I'm typing. I'm like, yeah, well, th why does it suck? They're like, because it doesn't barely change the last 10 years, every year, it's just an incremental change. It's called football, I'm bro. like, well, it, I took, I'm Rip Van Winkle. I haven't played in, you could imagine why I think it's great. Yeah. Because I hadn't even played over the last 10 You're years. like Napoleon so I, going to the ice cream. Uh, yeah, the pig, Piggly Wiggly. Yeah. Ziggy I, Piggy. Ziggy Piggy. Ziggy Piggy. I was like him after my third game, sitting at the table just. And then the water park? Don't even get me started. Yeah, the water park. Uh, the Finally, um, the far the contestants of the the new hit show farmer wants a wife oh uh that that's gonna be a great show must see yeah for the plot is obviously four hard-working farmers who are in search of real lasting love um these women are uh hoping to harvest a husband i'm gonna be honest they seem and like bakersfield farmers bakersfield california farmers. yeah you know they're a little bit dressed up they're not putting the guy in des moines they got their teeth done yeah like so <laughs> So, I mean, just just to watch out for these gals here, there's <coughs> Rebecca, who's a horse trainer. Uh, look out for her. That feels like a really good fit. But I just want to throw into the You're picking winners already. I think Lily's got real potential. <laughs> She's a photographer from Nashville. Uh, I don't know what she would do on the farm, but, you know, if she can find a way to upset the likes of Rebecca, who actually brings a real skill set, in a farming the situation. equestrian skill set yeah exactly and this airs on sundays at 7 p.m uh, so up. be sure you check this out where can we find it uh, i think you can find it on fox also the last if you, okay oh, i gotta before you get off of this topic mm -hmm. because i think there's a lot to unpack here mm -hmm. do you have any buddies that you would think are cut out for this should be the bat a ton dude yeah like if john them. phillips was single yeah I mean, it, it would be incredible. He'd win. He'd win. Well, he'd win, and then the chick would leave in two days because JP would be like, "I'm gonna be hunting. I'm going day. home. Yeah. I'm gonna. <laughs> we're <laughs> I'm eating. Going we're eating possum tonight. You know, like uh, every two days, he wants to go back to Bath County, Virginia. His poor wife, Nikki. She's like, I just want to live somewhere where there's like people within yeah. 15 square miles. Um, John Phillips played for the Cowboys. Um, Drives but, an 18 wheeler to softball. Yeah, dude. No, he drove a <laughs> dump way. truck. We, <laughs> yeah, we, we're right. like, we're like, where's our slugger? And a dump truck pulls up. Our it's best like, hitter. The best and, hitter that ever played and, in our and, league. And yeah, he gets out of a dump truck and then drops like three bombs. The guy is literally living in 1970 rural America. And he would win this. Right. JP. Yeah. He he brought me firewood recently. It was awesome. Little little soggy. Um, okay, and that was big because like you know it's emasculating when another man drops off firewood for you. Lets it in your driveway you know, like, shirtless. And, and then like two days later, Meg's like, "This stuff's a little like." Uh, I'm like, "Yeah, you don't. It's not." I, I would give. It, I, would, I would. I would make sure if I ever did cut the wood yeah. for this family. This kindling would be ripped, okay. La ripped. Last thing. Last thing. The Rivanna Swim Club. Uh, guys, Kyle, you should really think about joining. It's uh, incredible, Kyle. So basically, Cowboy Reed, big shout out to Cowboy Reed and the people down at uh, Rivanna River Company uh, in Charlottesville. Tom, Tom put it together. Tom put it together. Reed's a, a member there. Basically, it's, it's like the Norwegian thing. It's like a sauna. Polar bears. Really hot sauna. And then you jump in the river. And the other day we got in the river on Friday. We got 10 of us together. And we, we did the sauna. And then we jumped in the river. The river was 40 degrees. Oh, cool. Nate didn't want to get in all the way. I was in. Uh, but, but I was the trying to dunk get, you. The key is staying you. in that hot tub long enough before you do it. But it's not a hot tub. It's just sauna. So you, sauna. you get super oh, hot. You yeah. get super hot. 
you sweat Same thing, in the right? river. It's the cold, it's the cold hot thing. For four hours after that, I was the happiest I've been this yeah, calendar year. I can year. say my lower body felt amazing. Yeah. That water, was that the night you called me for Madden? Yeah, I was in a good mood. You were juiced. Yeah, I was, I was in a great mood because I had just gotten in It the was river. annoying. He called me. He was so happy. <laughs> and we had a role reversal. Well, I was also happy to you know play Madden with with. I was uh, like, what do you fucking want? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a role reversal. So those are my America's teams, man. Those, those are my are America's great, teams. Great. All right, let's hear from Miller Lite before we get to the moments. We got a... All right, you ready? For Commercials during big games have become a huge deal. During the big game, we almost pay. We almost pay. We, we almost, almost pay. pay. We almost pay. We almost pay. Our mouse is broken. Oh, the mouse is broken. Well, it's good because I know these these things off the top of my head. Basically, what do you want me to say in this ad read? I'll free I'll freelance it. Talk about how much you love Miller Lite. Oh, I love Miller Lite. Okay, Dude. listen. All right, okay. <laughs> Commercials during the big you. games have become a huge deal. Let me tell you, during the big game, we almost pay as much attention to the advertisers as we do to the game itself. You know, these ad reads generally are written down, and then I read them. They're hard. All right? Instead of running one 30-second commercial during the big game this year, Miller Lite is running a 1,000, literally. Friends, family members, random people walking down the street, Miller Lite is turning everyday fans into beer ads. On February 11th, fans will be running with Miller Lite jerseys on. Scan the QR code on the jersey and you might just get a nice surprise. And that's what Miller Lite is here for, to take your football season, to make your football season taste like Miller time. When you're sitting around with your friends drinking a Miller Lite during those games, you know it's the right call. You know, fourth and three, what do we do? Third and nine. We drink a Miller Lite. Go ball, Patrick Mahomes. It It makes conversation and bonding with friends fun and easy. Miller Lite is the only light beer with a taste worthy of our national obsession, the taste you can depend on, no games, no gimmicks, just great beer for people who like beer. And so, during the big game this year, if you want free Miller Lite, turn away from the TV, head to MillerLite.com slash running of the beer ads to learn more and for your chance to get in on the $50,000 worth of beer money rewards. Wow. And you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer, tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs for 12 ounces. Guys, you could be in a commercial. I think that's cool. And you have to think. I was in a Hanes commercial. All these people are going to send in (laughs) pictures with their QR codes, and then there's somebody that has to go and filter through all those pictures to decide which one's got to. So make it entertaining for these guys. Send in your pictures to the QR code. Tidy whiteies? No, I was a kid. Dad was in the commercial. We were on a hammock. Uh, remember that? Uh, yeah, it was cool. Uh, it was before there were stricter rules on children in advertising. This was a, yeah, I didn't get a check for that. In underwear. Oh, that was a way long ago thing. Oh, shucks. They wouldn't let me wear underwear, Kyle. You were naked? No. They, <laughs> I was in like Hanes socks. Yes. Yeah. You know? Only. Hanes got fire All socks. Right. All right, best flight. <laughs> Hanes best got flight. fire socks. I'll go best flight first. Okay. Uh, first off, the Chiefs, but more specifically, the third and nine go ball to Marquez. Oh, that was a, yeah. The way that it flew. Yeah. Just in particular. Uh huh. Because there was a play in 2018. I don't know if you remember this in the wild card game that you and I played, the double doink game for those of you at home, where Trubisky had Anthony Miller. Um, we had a pre snap read where he knew he was going to be one on one with no safety up. You guys are dialed up pressure. And we had the go ball. We had it, but we didn't make the play. I think it was just out of reach, fingertips of uh, 
Anthony oh, Miller. That. That's the Matt Nagy check in that mm-hmm. play, and Matt Nagy gets that obviously from Andy Reid. But we saw Andy Reid's group of guys. You, are you telling me Trubisky right. is letting Matt Nagy down and finally? No, Anthony Miller maybe didn't yeah. look over the right yeah. shoulder. There's a lot that goes into that, yeah. as you know. Yeah, no, no, no. MVS got his whole body around, and made a great play. And good for him, because you know, for much of the year, it was like this: these idiots. And yeah, I was one of those people. Who was like, come on, guys, you're fucking it up. But they've made the plays. And and Patrick, it's just like he's so good that he gives these guys opportunities he's like no no no. trust me like i'm right just catch it also just catch it rasheed rice becoming a yak guy for them i mean you know like that's huge them having a guy that can that can give you that that yak because they that's something they've lived off of uh low key for a while and so best having flight. that guy best flight flight 87 okay now I'm gonna explain this to you. I was told Should last I know night. This? No, well, yeah, maybe. Uh, so Americans flight 1989 is scheduled to run twice from Kansas City to Las Vegas on oh. February 9th and February 10th, both departing at 12:30 p.m. local time. And after the game, flight 87 leaves Las Vegas for Kansas City at 12:20 a.m. local time on February 12th. Okay. So Kyle, what I was, it was explained to me that 1989 is a Taylor Swift song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's an album or something. I thought okay. you were going a different direction. No, that's a flight. But flight 87 on the way back, I think that's going to be a good flight. I've told you what I think probably happens in that game. Uh, I think flight 87 is going to be a lot of fun for Chiefs fans. And if you think about getting on a flight the day you won the Super Bowl, you got to be shit house. That <laughs> that flight is going to be incredible. Or it's going to be like a lot of people will have missed that flight. Best or worst flight? Missed that flight. A lot of people missed that flight. Uh, And I'll say this: it's hard to leave Vegas. That Kansas City airport, they've made a lot of improvements there, Mm -hmm. and I think it's funny that a football team can have that effect on the infrastructure of a city, of a nation, a, 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 a country. I mean. And Taylor Swift is, what's her fucking GDP? She is a nation. Yeah, so she is a nation. This whole thing is yeah. it's a lot of good. What's uh, her G- GDP? A, I don't know. A lot of good numbers. Yeah. A lot of good numbers. So worst flight for me, it's Dan Campbell. How many countries have a lower GDP than Taylor Swift? I don't know. It's worth a Google. Ten. At least 10. Yeah. Okay. It's worth a Google. Uh, okay. Let's just, let's just say Taylor Swift could probably start her own civilization off planet. Mm-hmm. Swifty. All right. Worst flight. Dan Campbell. Yeah. Her her tour this this summer uh, generated more revenue than the GDP of thirty five countries combined. Chris looked up like, what the fuck? That's insane. This, this summer, fifty three yeah. percent of Carlos adults in the, the United music. States consider, them, mm-hmm. consider themselves Swift fans. Her tour alone set to rec- set to earn a one billion dollars in ticket sales. And contribute 5.7 billion to the U.S. economy. So when America dominates, we got no problem. But when Taylor Swift dominates, it's like we can't have that. You know, she's just that's why she said it's me. I, I'm the problem. It's she, me. Yep. Worst flight, Eminem. Yeah. I mean, even though I know the jet's really clean and it's probably empty. If you had to imagine, just like the suite. I did this rap last night. Lines conspiring, hiring some guy from from the Panhandle, Dan Campbell. Pressure he can't handle. And golf he can't scramble. Josh Reynolds can't hold a candle. That's how far I got. <laughs> but but if I was Eminem, I would just I would make a song. And it'd be the best song that he's put out in a just while. Just an angry, just it'll a, be like the a, new, a Detroit. It'll be the new. Just anthem. a reaction to that game. He should really, 
Eminem diss track should really do a track where he's yeah. not necessarily dissing his own team, but like just summarizing the game. There's a so dude. There's a, there's a dude that goes viral that's from Detroit, and he's a huge Detroit fan. He's been doing it every. I mean, every week with just the wins and losses. Yeah. And I'm excited to see his video because he's a super Detroit fan. Yeah. And he like even when they've lost and done things bad. He raps and he does really well, yeah. like with um, doing the analogies. You and got different, to. And it, different that's a real niche, man. It, it By really the way, is. after I read it, it kind of reminds me of Crystal Leah, because uh, <laughs> yeah. oh he was, he God. did he did a really good Eminem. Go ahead. So I'm not yeah, trying yeah. to step on his turf, but like in the four, the four door portion. <laughs> I can't even do it like he was doing it. But this is um, this is yeah. Eminem could have spent. Crystal Leah also does a podcast with his brother. Does he? Yeah. Well, that's interesting. It's good. Is his brother enormous? No, they I've look. Seen, I've actually seen it. They look, they look cartoonishly alike, but separate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're going Bebel Conway. Yes, I'm going first, I guess. Bebel mm -hmm. Conway is going to be Chiefs Ravens. the The thing that I appreciated about that matchup was it was rainy, it was nasty. We had all that stuff, but the playing surface was good. We didn't see guys on the ground. That's the way football is meant to be played outdoors in the winter months, meaningful football. Um, shout out to the Baltimore Ravens field crew. Great job. Bevel Conway. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Bevel Conway, the PM game. I felt like, you know, inevitably during the playoffs, you could be stuck inside for a while and not even realize it. Like we don't have any windows really per se up here. And we're, we're locked into that first cage match and hadn't been outside. And then they put on TV, there's just vitamin D coming through the screen. Feels good. I feel like we actually got vitamin D through the screen. It was so beautiful. It, uh, you know, I want to say candlestick. It's but the Rose Bowl effect. Yeah, it's it's that it's that Bay Area air, dude. It looks different on TV. It's California. The grass looks different. Barry Sanders' electric blue, uh, you know, uh, uh, blazer looked awesome. The shot of the stadium, even though I'm a candlestick guy, facing north, like looking at one of those salt ponds behind there, and and you've got San Francisco way off in the distance. The smoke from the fucking the fireworks, like it was a gorgeous shot. I, the the uniforms, dude, it was awesome. They're classic. It was awesome. Classic, classic, classic. So anti Bevel Conway. I hated the taunting, Chris. I hated the taunting a lot. Here's why. Imagine a world where every kid behaved like that. Mm -hmm. Where every time that you were a good guy that spent some time down at the uh, at the school or the team, you give your time, and kids are behaving like that. Imagine trying to be a kid competing in the environment where you get shown up by your peers if you maybe don't do as well as them in a game. I understand that in life there's winners and losers. I understand that in football there's winners and losers. I understand celebrating with your team, and Nate is prepping his rifle to shoot back here. <laughs> but I think that it's bad for ball if you're taunting like that. What is the difference? What is your difference between taunting and celebrating a good play? If if you if you get up if you get up after you make a play and Sneed tackles you and you get up and you go towards your guys and you fist pump and you slam the ball, that's awesome. First down, all that stuff. Flex, do that. Hit and one of the options. That's on what Madden. that's what I want to see. I want to see people first celebrate. Down, dance. But what you don't do is Flex. you turn your celebration so into a degradation down, of somebody else. Hold on. So doing the first down and looking at someone while you're doing it, that's not taunting? 
If, well, what are you arguing? I'm, I'm just that's the better question. I'm arguing the usually that, that question is because is a like dead if you don't. I think you don't, shoving if, a player while like he's talking, down. If you I don't think like throwing talking, a ball at a player. You, how do you like celebrating? Because realistically, when you're with celebrating, your teammate, well, he you're doing you some the difference. You're doing some sort of taunting to the other team. Here, here I'm not anti. Like I like shit talk. Mm -hmm. I like I like all that. I stuff. I think we I all do. But but what we can't pick and choose. Oh, I'm, saying we can't, picking and I'm, I'm saying we can't pick and choose. Is he picking and choosing? No, I just think I, that I, there's a line you cross. And also, yeah. when you the anti-Belville Conway for me is really the moment. Understanding the, the moment. moment. Yeah. yeah, like not getting a flag in those Oh, situations. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, to me, like, if I'm, one of, his teammates, if I'm one of his teammates, I'm so frustrated. But also, I'm understanding because you're a young guy and you don't understand. Emotions, yeah. But, like, I don't think there's a place for it in the game. Oh, I think so. Up three scores. This guy's been talking <laughs> shit, high low yeah, exactly. all game. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm going to drag my nuts on him. I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to try to frustrate <laughs> That's him. What I'm, but the situation. No, no, but, like, <laughs> yeah. the wherewithal to understand that you're on an island with a guy one-on-one. -on -one. You're in the middle of open field. All eyes are on you. It's a play. It's not only as a playoff game. It's a championship Sunday game, and you're down. Your team needs points, and you're probably going to be the guy that's going to lead your team down there outside of Lamar Jackson. I just don't agree with it. And I think about young kids who are getting into this sport. We have so many people getting pushed away from football right now. There's so many bad narratives about this game. But all of us in this room, we love the game. The people in the chat, the reason they're here is because of how much fun the game is. We like big hits. We like shit talking. But one thing I, I don't like is cheap shots. And I don't like trying to make a fool out of somebody else. When you could be using that to positively celebrate with your guys, you can do your own dance. I don't give a fuck. You can first down it all day. Travis Kelsey does it. But it's never really shoving a guy, standing over him, uh, doing whatever. Uh, well, I, I think... I, I think Particularly uh, in the big moments. Go back and look. Particularly in the big moments. Go find me a game where he's done that in the big, in the big moments, in the biggest moments. I got you. It's bad for ball. I got you. Because it's going to lead to a lot of offenses stalling out in situations listen, like that. And usually this is you. Usually you, old ball coach guy, you know, that you don't I'm you huge, like. I'm huge on that. But I also think Zay Flowers, like I said, I'm, I'm caping for him a little bit. I think he got that penalty called because when he went to do the wide receiver little spin thing, which realistically he was we're saying we're okay, it, it, hit, it, hit, it hit the player. I think and I he feel got like it because of the flex and the look down. I don't. I think they let guys do that. Like if you they don't watch, let them, guys do that. I like think they do. A point of emphasis. Point of emphasis. Yeah, but I mean, either way, I think it was. Either way, taunting. Yeah. There, like, there's a place for taunting. Taunting can make game fun, but I think I'm not putting words in your mouth. But for me, the taunting in a tight ball game in Agreed. the playoffs, like it's such a no. It's such a no brainer. Yeah. Like no brainer. Um, but, like we've seen this year. A lot of intrusive thoughts taking over for guys yeah, this yeah. year with just yeah. penalties and yeah. taunting and things like you said in the moment. It's yeah. just like intrusive, like you know I shouldn't be doing this, but in the time and thing, it's just like ah, I I want I gotta do this because obviously like he he would probably want to take that play back, but in that moment, that intrusive thought, that excitement, that adrenaline, it took over, and I want took to over when he hurt his hand place. on the sideline too. Um, <laughs> I'll say this: fly on the wall. I know that there were babies made at halftime of that Lions game. It yeah, yeah, they were like, we're going. This is the best baby yet. Mm -hmm. This is going to be the chosen mm -hmm. one. And now they're like. You were supposed to, the baby was supposed to be named Dan. And then they're like, Barry. You know, like. <laughs> There's a know? lot to unpack there. A bunch of white berries running around in a year because they were supposed to be Dans. <laughs> but they're berries now. <laughs> Confusing.
I'm All right. just saying. All right, so uh, a couple Aiden's. Uh, a fly on the wall. I've got. Um, I've got. What was Zantonio Brown up to this weekend? <laughs> what did he do? Okay, first off, he was like. I missed it. He was. He. I. I know what he was doing. He was. I, me too. He was somewhere, and he got emotional because big games they make us all emotional, right? Like they. They really do. Like it's easy for us to watch these games and miss it. And the big moments. That's where he was great. <laughs> And he he said uh, never get a divorce. It was a picture of him and 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 and, uh, and and Big Ben hugging each other at the Pro Bowl. And then he quote tweeted his own tweet with "Miss that cracker." <laughs> and I'm all for I'm all for people using the word because I love saying the word cracker. Yeah, you know? I think Antonio uh, Brown. That's a big cracker right there. Yeah, it is. Big uh, saltine. Big Ritz. Big I'm Ritz. Wheat thin. Big big tall pack of Ritz crackers. Big right Ritz. There. I'm more of a Toblerone. Fucking saltine. <laughs> I got pointed edges. But you know, and I'm kind of sweet. I, I kind of. Oh wait, before we move on, did you know that Ritz crackers are manufactured the way they are so that you can cut pieces of like um, single pieces of cheese? Yes. You can cut them with lines, and it works. If what do you, you mean? roll a Ritz cracker the yeah. way the edges are, yeah. you can cut cheese with it. Oh, it's like a pizza oh, cutter. It, I got it. Oh, yeah, it does cut the cheese. Yeah, yes. I think I saw that before. <laughs> that's that's cool. It's one of those life hacks. But anyways, I think Antonio Brown is just <laughs> having fun. He's just uh, emotional. I just no. wonder what he was up to this weekend. I, so I, I deep I deep dove into this a little bit, and I think what he is doing, which would be a good rollout. I think he's rolling out. His own podcast, which I think it's going to be called C T E S P N. Yeah, that's his new thing. Which is which is which is which is genius. Hard hitting take. Genius marketing, and I think that this weekend he was like, you know what, everyone's going to be watching football. This is the perfect time to do this. But if he is rolling out a podcast, yeah, he's probably sitting there thinking, damn. I I really fucked up because who has a podcast right now? Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Who realistically, if he didn't fuck shit up with, he would probably be more with, than do, willing. He could do Let's Go with Jim Gray, more, Antonio Brown, and Tom two Brady. Two guys, two guys. Can you imagine Jim Gray, Tom Brady, bro, and Antonio Brown? Bro, exactly. And it's just like two guys that probably would have been willing to be like, yo, Antonio, for sure, come on and sit with me. Jim which Gray. Would, which would probably jumpstart. Jim jump Gray start. makes the point. He's like, <laughs> Tom, who is this cracker? <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? But he probably fucked that up so badly. Yeah, he fucks everything. And up, now man. he's like, he's thinking about it. Um, all right. And well, so I go, I go I go fly on the wall, and then you get to fly on the wall. I go best seat. This is really cool. I got a cool dad, right? We got a cool dad. He's done a lot of cool shit. Like my dad has lived a uh, an incredible life. Where it's like if you just sit down and be like, Dad, tell me some stories about like the things you did, the people you met. He's got good stories. Their stories are like. You wouldn't believe. I, I think was it Stephen Stills or somebody like That's where it. he loves the story where he's at Lyle Alzado's house in like the '80s and somebody was playing piano and it was like twenty-seven like reasons or room. twenty-one reasons. What's the the bye old, byes, forty-nine bye forty-nine bye byes, which it's not a song I know, but that was like this guy on the piano. He's over there playing forty-nine bye byes, and I'm like, and he walks up, so and he, he walks goes, up yeah. and he's like. Hey, that sounds like 49 bye byes. And the guy's like, Yeah, I wrote it. And like, you know, there's there's stories like that. There's stories like I, you know, when I when I met Kareem, like at first Kareem didn't really want to take a picture or anything. And then he found out that it was me and he was like, I love your dad, bro. Like we used That's to hang fun. out and like, you know, you'll hear things where you're like, Dad, do you have fucking you've had a good run, dude? But last night, we're getting ready to watch the game, and I get a text from dad on the field, and it's a picture of him and a guy on the field. And I know who the guy is. 
and dad dad's text under the the, the picture was bob weir from the grateful dead <laughs> i'm like i know who bob weir is man you know like he you don't have to tell me also bob weir is incredibly recognizable but if you're not a deadhead it's like last night i'm in the um i'm in the uh the group chat for inside the nfl and ryan clark's like who was that guy with your dad? And I'm like, Bob Weir. And he's like, still not doing it. I'm like, yeah. I'm I like, understand that. Grateful Dead. He's like, I, I, I know them. The I, I know, know the name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No grateful for, Dead. If you're not a deadhead or you don't know the dead. Like, when you guys showed the picture yesterday. You wouldn't I, have known. I didn't want to be the guy to you stay in known. the moment. But when they showed around, you were talking about this yesterday. Like, Yo, look who my dad. I was just like. Uh. But he got a picture with Bob Weir. Like, and the coolest part for me is. was Bob Weir knew who I was. Bob Weir was like, I used to watch him play when he was in St. Louis. Oh. I was like, you fucking kidding me dad i hope you fucking got him on the waiting list for the podcast here i hope we can get bob weir on the yeah. podcast dad's got a new friend now well they talked for supposedly like a couple minutes and bob weir was was like a football guy like new football football nice. guy you know which is really cool so still was football guy wrote did. a lyric to black-throated wind that defines you i left st louis city of blues in the midst of a storm i'd most rather forget oh oh bob wow. weir dude in Bob Weir needs to come on the show and talk about that. In addition to Bob Weir being a football guy, so was Steven Stills. So Browns fan. So Steven Stills, uh, like you said, he would go to these parties and get to know these guys. But really, Steven Stills had an angle. He was yeah. like, get me a media pass. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. This is so, crazy. So Steven Stills got a disguise. I think it was like some cheap glasses and a mustache and a media pass from one of the Raiders. And would go in during open locker room and interview guys because mm -hmm. he enjoyed sports so much, and I guess he enjoyed journalism. Is as that incredible well. or what? And the guys would keep it together and answer his <laughs> questions. I guess the point is, as cool as like anything my dad's done, and my dad's done a lot of cool shit. Like the football's cool, but you know, like old stories you hear and the people he's met. I thought that picture was up there. Like to me, that picture was way up there. Like I'm like, Dad, you need to frame this picture. Uh, Bob Weir from the Grateful Dead. There's also another story about Dad that just popped into my head. Tell it. So, uh, Dad has saved a lot of people from stuff, and we've talked about that at length. One time, we were coming home from Little League practice. We got out uh, at the gas station to fill up, and there was an old lady filling up her car. She had just gotten out of her car. I'm talking like 90-something years old. Mm -hmm. And Dad was kind of watching her. You know, like, when she got out of her car, like, is she okay? Does she need help? She wasn't okay, didn't put her car in park. The thing started going in circles around the parking lot, and she's just standing there. <laughs> Dad ran over, jumps in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, Johnny on the Casually spot. Casually puts yeah. it back, mm -hmm. parks it, puts the thing in. He's like, be careful now, all right? Like, nothing happened of it. There was also a car accident. In Montana. Dad passed by a, a terrible car accident. There was a car flipped over on the side of the road, mangled. He got out, told Mom to stay in the car, mm -hmm. and he went, couldn't see anybody in the car, and so he checked the ditch, like a hundred, you know, ninety feet away. There was a, a young woman who had just been, yeah, like she you know, in, in a shape. bad, bad shape. And Dad called the paramedics and waited there. And Dad said the largest man he'd ever seen showed up. It was her dad, and it was her dad. Yeah, he must have been seven foot two, like Montana like guy, four hundred pounds in a Carhartt. I think Dad had to go into the brush and like help out. Like, yeah, yeah. Had, dad, dad was like EMP. He was like kind of. He just had. He's always. He's always Johnny on the spot trying to do the right thing. He's a tall tale. It's kind of like his life has got a little bit of like a, if 
Forrest Gump was a genius. Remember Big Fish? Where it's like, because it, my dad's really smart. The only thing they have in common is they end up in all these places where you're like, how the fuck did dad and get there? And they could run like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, dad could run like, <laughs> but like, but make no mistake about it. Brilliant guy. Not making that comparison, but the thing I always say, it's like Donna Kelsey right He's now. got some I Gump She's got him. some Forrest Gump where like she just pops up in all these cool places and you're like, she's in these pictures with Taylor Swift. She's in the Allstate commercials. Dad's done it all, man. And uh, and Bob Weir is, is up there for me. That's like great. me and Bob Weir. Who you got, um, Kyle? Best seat. Uh, best seat. Steve Spaggs on the flight home. You know, you're already walking with your chest out um, a little bit, but when you sit on that airplane, it's kind of the first moment of calm after the game where people have already looked at their mentions and they've done their inward looking um, <laughs> outwardly, I guess you could say. And then they start to look around the plane when there's no Wi-Fi and it's just your boys. And I know that Spaggs probably went back, spoke to some of these guys and yeah. talked about uh, the week very briefly, but then it's on to... Uh, San Francisco. I, he knows the challenge ahead. You still think their planes don't have Wi-Fi? I mean, they, they might. They got Wi-Fi, but not in. under 10,000 feet. You have to log in. You got to log in. And that's stuff. a lot. And there's no game to watch. <laughs> a lot of times you have a game to watch. Also, I just want to say this about Spags. When he came on the show, and, you know, for Chiefs fans or anybody that wants to understand him better, he used to be my head coach uh, and a guy that I've kept in touch with and I think a really good, solid dude. Not only a great coordinator, but – he was really insightful on the show. And this came like a month and a half ago or something. One of the things he said, you know, was red zone. You know, that was going to be an area for them that stressed him out. I was trying to ask him a roundabout question about how they could make their red zone better. And he knew exactly what I was asking. And he was like, you can see his face change. And, you know, the plays that they made in the red zone in that game, like he, he realized, uh, what they needed to do, and they made the biggest plays in the in the area of the field that he was most worried about a, a month and a half ago. So that's my uh, best seat. You guys talked about Legarius Sneed a good amount too, which came through. Yeah, Sneed, huge. I mean, huge. Omanahu. We talked about Omanahu. Omanahu was a big part of that game early. Like they got a deep over, they could hit that thing, and Omanahu takes paid. the ball off him. Um, you guys ball. got a worse seat? Oh, I got a worse seat. Yeah, the NFL media. I don't know if this is a joke. But they're all supposed to go stay at the Luxor. Yeah. Um, and the Luxor is obviously that big pyramid. Uh, by the way, another dad story. When we lived in L.A. and we, when I was a little kid, and we used to go out, drive up to Montana because we spent <coughs> the summer a couple months when dad was off, like up there, and he'd train up there and, and the whole thing. But the Luxor, I'll never forget, we were driving from L.A. to Montana, and we stopped in the middle of the night in Vegas, and it was the first time I ever saw it, and I was like, Vegas is like another world. I was yeah. like seven years old. Now that I'm old, I'm kind of like, this is a piece of shit, this fake pyramid. <laughs> yeah. What do you like, mean? This thing is a piece of shit. Now, it's also cool that there's a pyramid and there's a big sphinx in the whole thing, but they, they, they've got this thing dressed up like a Dorito. So it actually looks like a Dorito. So a bunch of the media members are all staying in, in a Dorito hotel. What else could they make them. it look like? I, yeah, you're right. Like maybe one of the other buildings on the strip. It's not even the best. My question it's not is even this. the best Dorito. They got to do the Cool Ranch. What what happens to all the rooms? Yeah, what happens? Best with the purple. What one. happens to all the rooms on the Dorito Spice side? Chili. Do they not get to see out the window? It's just a hellscape. It's, it's just an orange tint. Fuck! You're checking into your room. You're like, I hope I'm not on the Dorito side. You go up there, it's pitch black. The in your Dorito room. side. All right. Uh, so so worst seat, the media having a to... uh, Zay Flowers literal seat on the bench because he was punching it. He was punching And it. I'm sure it didn't like it. Yeah, no, no, no. So we got game ball now. That's not taunting. <laughs> yeah, that's just abuse. Yeah. Um, man. Hollow Man. 
I got a hollow man. Oh, yeah. CJ Gardner Johnson. I got a long waving goodbye in the second quarter. Yikes! You know the the waving thing hasn't like gone well. Like when I well. type GG in the chat when we're up eight zero and yeah. strike, and then yeah. I just get absolutely shit housed in the second half. And then Debo retweeting it after the game and say, "Someone go check on little bro." Oh. <laughs> Someone go check on little bro because he probably feels so bad. Sick, sick. And Debo loves to get in the mix. Oh, man, loves it. Uh, and him playing was huge. Huge. Ginormous. Huge. Um, hollow man. Uh, the people, I don't know if you noticed this, but it's going to be hard to get people to do the right thing about the planet. I don't think that throwing soup on Mona Lisa is going to help. <laughs> okay. So uh-huh. the gals that threw soup at Mona Lisa, you're fucking idiots. Not okay? even like, on it. I want the Do we same know what kind of soup it like, was? I want people to think about future generations and that sort of thing and all that. But if you think that a bunch of people, oil barons and tycoons and people that are grinding the wheels of humanity are going to stop because you threw some fucking soup on Mona Lisa, they're just going to grind the wheels harder. Okay, you're actually you're actually doing a disservice. They're just gonna dry, grind the wheels harder and faster. And another thing is they have bulletproof glass yeah. on that painting. Okay, <laughs> it's all show. So, so it's all it's all show. Okay, second hollow man. Theater. Second hollow man. You know, I was told you don't do anything bad with the American flag. Nothing. You don't <sighs> put it on the ground. You don't. Hold, do you still want to do this? Go ahead. Do you want to do this? No, go go. Okay, <laughs> Nate Nate spotted this during the game. <laughs> <laughs> and Nate was like, look at the flag. I was like, oh, it's shaped I didn't like America. This. You can't cut a flag up to be oh, shaped the field, like America. Oh, on the big flag? You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. Can't do and then that. you can't leave Alaska and Hawaii out. You, what do you do then? You, what are you telling me? Well, if they had it properly scaled, Only the lower 48 can enjoy if this If it was Bowl. scaled properly, I would imagine that Hawaii would be somewhere in the D parking lot. And yes, Alaska exactly. Would be maybe in the end parking lot. Yeah, Hawaii would have to be in the parking lot. Yeah. And Alaska <laughs> would have to be like up in the upper deck. And it would take a lot of Everybody space. Everybody in the upper deck, they just cover them with an Alaska shape. There's a giant flag. blue flag yeah. somewhere in Oregon. Mm-hmm. And that's Alaska. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. I just thought, man, you're not supposed to do that with the flag. That's what I heard. I got some hollow, man. You're right. I'm just saying. I got some hollow men and women. Hollow hollow men and women of Michigan that at halftime decided to buy flights to Vegas thinking their team was going to the Oh, non-refundable. Ooh. Ooh. Do you just suck it up and take a trip to Vegas anyway? If you if you end up getting tickets, yeah, you go to Vegas. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you go to Vegas. That's almost more fun. You're alone, like you're alone, like you know. No. Imagine how cool the Detroit Lions fan that'll be by himself drinking at the casino in a Lions jersey next week. In People will be like, jersey. "Hey, yeah, dude." Like, like, non, non-refundable ticket. That's the icebreaker. I, had the, I, had the I think if you're the Ravens flock, you should flock to Vegas and just take it I over don't know anyway. If Ravens, Ravens fans will be as well received as Lions fans. Yeah, Lions fans, everybody's like, man. They're like, fuck, dude. I, I saw you want that. a beer? Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Go Lions. Uh-huh. Lions fans thinking about that loss 24-7. Oh. <laughs> you see what he just did there? You get what? that, Chris? 24-7. Yeah. The Lions will be thinking yeah. about this loss yeah. 24-7. Trademark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> STL Memorial. STL Memorial. That's got to be, for me, it's got to be Nick Allegretti, right? Yeah, Nick Allegretti is a great one. Nick Allegretti, uh, you know, a, a guy who's in his first year of being a dad. He's got mm-hmm. twins. Mm-hmm. And you know how being a dad is. It's tough that first year of football, I'd mm-hmm. imagine. I've never done it as a pro athlete and a dad, but he's got a lot going on. And mm-hmm. then your guy, your, your all-pro left guard Joe Tooney goes down with a peck. 
and you're you're thrust into the starting role at left guard. Now, granted, you had some reps against Buffalo. One thing that we've talked about at length is Nick Allegretti has been on all these runs with Andy Heck yeah. and Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. So this is nothing new to him. The stage wasn't too big for him. His matchup against Matabike was tough, as Matabike's matchup is every week with any O-lineman. Um, but great job, Nick Allegretti. Great interview post-game. I had fun watching you, and, and you know maybe you get to do this thing again in the Super Bowl. Um, SCL Memorial, Patrick Mahomes' dad. One of my favorite extras in the movie that is. And Bevel Conway. That is, and yeah. Game Ball. Dude, I love this guy. Uh, smoking on that Todd Munkin pack, dude. <laughs> fucking smoking on that Harbaugh pack. I played golf with him one time. How cool was it? In Hawaii. How cool was it? He was like the chillest just normal like the most normal guy and 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 our venn diagram intersected obviously in baseball he yeah, was a major league baseball, baseball guy, player yeah. so we get he's like asking me all these questions the is whole he time the coolest major league baseball player of all time well, there's oh, a lot of them but i know but this guy's this guy's cool dude he's on him patrick Mahomes' dad is cool and you know what's cool about him he said i don't want to sit with the, with taylor swift and yes. everybody and everybody was like making a big deal out of it and well it imagine that the guy fucking wanted to sit where he wanted to sit he wanted to sit with his daughter-in-law in the suite that's not on TV the whole game, he wanted to fine. sit with he wanted to sit with people that weren't making it seem like it was a huge surprise his son was making plays. Right, he was offended, <laughs> like, yeah. by no. people celebrating because because it's like, just the way it was. Like, it's like, bro, like you don't watch football. Like yeah. we, we know this is gonna happen. I like, want to have Patrick Mahomes' dad on this podcast, Kyle. Oh, I mean, I think we can make can it. We happen. Make it happen. I think we can make it happen because uh, you know he's a, he's a good guy and he's a football fan. We just ask him about like, like when here. did you know? Good guys slash football. Talk fan. to me about baseball. Talk to me about going to the game because we have a dad who is always like i knew when so patrick mahomes dad and what's his name so i can patrick, patrick mahomes, mahomes senior. patrick mahomes senior patrick mahomes senior patrick mahomes senior pat oh he's pat he's patrick. Pat. pat mahomes i want to get you on the show okay we think you're the best all right viral moment of the week game ball uh, game ball i'm giving my game ball to the 49ers owner jed york 2017 he got interviewed um, he asked if he should. Uh, they asked him if he should be dismissed after he fired a head coach for the third straight year. To which he said, "I own this team. You don't dismiss owners." <laughs> That's then, pretty good. He then went on to hire John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, and the rest is history. Uh, I'll give one off the beaten path a little bit. It'd be easy to give it to Patrick or one of the quarterbacks or Brock, you know. But I'm giving it to Spags. I thought that was the biggest. It's not even a hot take. That was the biggest. I mean, that was the biggest domino uh, when you look at the Final Four. Is he the best defensive coordinator in big games ever? Of our generation? I mean, Bill Belichick. But Spags, if you want to look at just a pure defensive coordinator coordinator who's made his money in these big moments, yeah, multiple places, he's up there, if not the one. Game ball to the script makers. They did a great job the entire year. (coughs) They threw us off. The, the play from the start of the year was Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. They threw the whole logo color thing in there to throw us all off to yeah. think that they weren't mm-hmm. going to make it. So we were fixating much. on that. Mm-hmm. And then, what do you know? Lo and behold, we got... But why would the script want want the Lions not in the game? Huh? Huh? I don't think Detroit's ready. Get back to us. I just, yeah. just get you back got two to weeks. Us. They're and not marked... I, I, honestly... Yeah. Probably because they they probably don't buy enough merch, and, people they're not, at, and they're not marketable enough. People at home, 
take your tinfoil hats off <laughs> and realize that, and there's still people trying to make this happen with the colors thing. You guys, you guys are fucking. If can I change hey, gears? Okay, for a how about yeah. this? You think Usher? You think Usher tries to get a little collab with Taylor for the for the halftime? You think that's too much, or you why? Think like, There's always huh? Why? What's the deal? What am I messing with the Usher thing? He's Is he's he doing halftime performance. Oh, he's doing yeah. Then I would hope they collab. <laughs> like if she comes out of the suite. Yeah. yeah, I would hope they collab. Uh, so. Oh, 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 fly on the wall. Kanye West watching this weekend. Uh, that's going to be great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yo, I don't think. Uh, what an idiot. Great. That's your thought leader. Okay. Uh, what is this previous slate of games? A bunch of white kids in vans. Does this change anything for you moving forward if you're Ryan Poles watching the quarterback play from this past weekend? I think the Jordan Love thing at first made me worry, right? You're like, damn, we got to beat this guy in division, but he's not quite there yet. Like, he's, he's, he's a damn good player. I don't know that watching any of this, because if you're in the NFC, you're going to tell me if you improve your roster uh, that you can't beat, you know, Jared Goff. You've already done that. Chicago did it. Purdy. I mean, like, you, you can do that if your team's good enough. So I guess like part of it for me is like, hey, but now the other hand of it is if you do a scratch lotto ticket and and fucking play Russian roulette in the first five picks or the first pick and you get a Mahomes on the offhand, offhand, offhand chance that he's Patrick Mahomes, you're in the NFC with Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. So there's two ways to look at it. I, I, I tend to look at it just fundamentally like if you're an NFC team, think about building your roster because that's how those two teams got there. When there's a void and that's of how the elite Lions were winning early. quarterbacks, you can win with a great team and a good quarterback. You don't need to have a Mahomes to get there. And then you get in the dance, it's anybody's game. So You just need a game manager. An executive would be nice. And that's the thing is Justin Fields is not a, a manager. He's not, he, he's not an executive yet, but he's got some special traits. Still on the fries. That could differentiate. Still on the fries. Still on the fries. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, facts. What's your viral moment? Facts viral moment of the week is going to the Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> the Bucks are blowing out the Pelicans by 29, and they have a rule in their stadium: if any opposing team misses two free throws, it's free rings wings mm -hmm. for everybody. And Giannis, while on the bench, <laughs> takes a phone to to scan. The, the the scan code, the QR code for free wings after the Pelicans missed two free throws. Oh, that's great. You know, they should probably do free lasagna. <laughs> NBA Why? looks fun. Why are saying the G's in everybody's name? Uh, Giannis. 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 I had to explain this to Wade the other day because he's really having a hard time with the Giannis pronunciation. Yeah. You know, I'm like, it's a silent G. I'm taking him through. I'm like, real G's move in silence like lasagna. Mm, he's like, lasagna. oh, all right. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Thanks, Lil Wayne. <laughs> Wayne. No, that's pretty fucking good. I loved it. Any any team you played on, the free promotions, yes. if you actually... I think UVA is it's something with bacon, right? <laughs> yeah. It's usually the <laughs> loudest the stadium gets. Like a Sixers game, it's uh, free chicken. Free chicken. Mm -hmm. It's amazing, dude, the way chicken. people get behind them. Funny fans. story I heard about uh, MJ while he was in Chicago. We may have told this story on the pod before, but he would get to the stadium so early. He would get to the United... What is it, The United Center? United Center. So early 
uh, and he would see they would do the Dunkin' Donuts races on the the big screen, yeah. and he would know who would win. Like, oh, that's get funny. Him. He would see, and he would cool. bet big bread with Scottie Pippen. And, <laughs> Pippen never and, caught and on. He would win, but hold on. Here's the here's the MJ part. He would he would let Scottie win so a little night. bit. And he would just keep him in the game for the entire year, and it was like six. That's figures. child abuse. That's MJ. MJ like, honestly, MJ like that's MJ, MJ. Yeah, MJ used to watch the Central Time Jeopardy, which airs a couple hours <laughs> earlier, and then watch the East Coast Jeopardy and gamble on impress, it. to impress people. That is that is no. That, I mean, I believe it. King says he's kidding, just for people at home. But um, you know, he never did that. That's MJ. Yeah, that's MJ. Yeah, that's cool. That's Mahomes. That's Mahomes. Yeah. Same kind of guy. Same kind of guy. I think that's why we're so enamored with Patrick Mahomes. Kyle got to play with him. You know, Nate and I just played in the league. I got to practice with a lot of guys. Got to practice with him. But the the point is, we are not immune to becoming fanboys for people. Dude. Because this motherfucker is different. He's a killer. He's a killer. And that's why you're going to see him in Vegas next week. Oh, boy. Let's end with a uh, question from the chat. Also, shout out. A lot of people in the chat today. We're at 97,000. Yeah, well, ask three, three, four questions. We'll get out of here because we're early. The homie FN. FM wanted uh, us to comment on the video of likely being shoved away during the interception. I don't know if you saw, saw, but he got pushed behind the play. So So my question on that is I'm the guy screaming for pass interference on Hail Marys. Are you that guy too? Because if you're not, you can't really claim this because this is a Hail Mary. He's throwing it into three three people. What's the difference between a Hail Mary and this play? Uh there is none. There is none. Time on the So I you know, like, hey, listen, you could say you could say PI here, they should be down at the one yard line. I also could say like why I think are you, look, it's physically impossible for likely it's unlikely for Isaiah mm-hmm. to turn around and catch that football, mm-hmm. even if he's on a You can make an argument though, if they get that play, maybe they lose seventeen fourteen. Or right. seventeen something, I don't know. They still lose. They still lose. I don't know. And so also from that game, <laughs> we had the viral moment before yep. Justin Tucker kicking kicking oh. yeah. and uh Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes not letting him do his so this is a part of the field. This helmets. is a part of the. So for NFL fans, there's stages to the deployment of athletes onto the field before the game. An hour before the game, they say kickers, quarterbacks, whatever, returners, they go out there and they do their skill guy thing. And, you know, the quarterbacks get their arms warmed up. But here you see, obviously, some territorial dispute. And uh, people were bent out of shape about this thing. I don't know if they were just fucking around with and, Justin Tucker. And even though a couple we, goats right yeah, there. Yeah, but know? even even though we played, even though we played, no, I think he's I, I'm I'm actually unsure, maybe you guys know, what are the rules and ramifications so I'd have to talk to a special of, teams guy. Of like how much field you're allotted. I was like, getting this, to the is this line 50 yard, last ones to come Is out. this 50 yes. yard ours and that 50 yard yours? Or how are we I doing this? I think there's this? probably some sort of understanding and like, hey, you know, it's just etiquette. It's, it's yeah. a little bit gray in some areas. Now, I, I combed the mentions to see if former players were talking about it, and there were some guys that were like, yeah, he's in, in a little bit of a funky spot there. Yeah. They're trying to work out. Now, there's also like Lawrence Tynes from the Giants who said, I've never seen anything like this in my life, which is total bullshit because we've seen plenty of territorial fights in pre, pre-game about where people are warming up. Like, this happens all the time. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know in this situation who's right and who's wrong. I mean, I don't have, I don't have a PhD in this. Yeah, I don't. Next. The, um, Chris, you'll like this one. Uh, Shane wants to know, is it just me or is Steven Jackson supremely underrated? Steven Jackson's super underrated. He was, 
he walked so Derrick Henry could run. And, um, I, you know, like you talking about, somebody looked up the basketball player. I like all the smoke. But uh, Steven Jackson is uh, one of those players that you could argue that he shouldn't be in the, con- the conversation for the Hall of Fame based on the body of work. But I, he's just one of the countless players that the context around them affected how they're thought of in their career because he was running into loaded boxes his whole damn career on bad teams, and he still managed to separate himself as one of the best of the generation. He's a great dude. I'm hoping to see him at the, the Super Bowl. Um, he literally was like the Brahma Bull out there, dude, like just breathing fire. You just got out of the fucking way. That was your offense. Yeah. It was Steven Jackson. Yeah. And the last one, uh, a couple of folks wanted to know, Lions made it to the NFC Championship this year. Packers also Who's made it to the playoffs. Who's a surprise team? Who, give us a surprise team. Also, uh, NFC North champion next year. Will it be one of the Packers or the Lions? I don't want to – I can't say who's going to win that division yet because somebody's going to hold it to me, and I might pick something different in six months once you know who's up, who, who's up for being re-signed, the whole go, thing. So Pat, go, if you're looking at If you're looking at who's a surprise team in the NFC next year, uh, let's see. I mean, the problem is a lot of these teams were peaking late in the year. Like Cardinals. I, the Packers could be one. The Cardinals could make a, a, a jump, right? I think um, – yeah, I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm saying I think Minnesota. Be pretty good. I think Minnesota. I just, I just have a lot of trust in in who they are. I think they could be pretty good next year. Commanders are about to turn it around. Commanders, if they hit, um, and I think in the AFC, I would obviously the Texans. I thought the Texans could have made noise this year if they were a little healthier. Um, and the Colts. Look out for the Colts next year, man. Falcons. Look out for the Colts. Look out for the. Uh, Look out for the Chargers. I know they have some cap things that they have to work out. They should be able to work those out. But like you, you, you take care of those things. Like and 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 Harbaugh is your coach. Like look what he did in San Francisco with a team that had been underperforming, thirteen and three with Alex Smith his first year. So, you know what could he do in in L.A.? I'm not sure, but I would look out for the Chargers. You realize that Patrick Mahomes had like uh, 50 touchdowns, 50 plus touchdowns in his, in his first year as a starter. Insane. I just think about what could happen in a place like Chicago if you go and get a prolific passer. Yeah, who's your Andy Reid? No, I'm just saying. Yeah, but prolific again. Prolific. There's a lot in between Mahomes. Like, and okay, prolific. hear me out. Prolific Sam is Howell, here. Sam Howell. Mahomes. Sam Howell gets sacked at record rate. Yeah, um, but he also th- throws the ball pretty damn well and gives you an opportunity to have Unless your offense you blitz him. moving down the field. He holds or, on. Or he holds on to the ball the too season, long. Second half. But one thing we can say about him is, for a great stretch there in the season, you could kind of set your clock to Sam Howell throwing the ball for 300 yards and getting sacked mm-hmm. six times. Mm-hmm. If you get a guy. Who can put your offense in position to move down the field at a big clip? Boom, 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 boom. I just think you have a better chance to win. If in you that draft division. Sam Howell, they will run you out of that city. I'm not drafting Sam Howell. I know, but that's the example. Well, I'm giving you the bottom tier. You were trying to go with the Mahomes thing, and I wasn't going to do that. Well, all I'm saying is. Because I think that's disrespectful. All I'm saying is the people keep saying, I'm fine if somebody wants to say draft a quarterback at that position. 
But if you lead with the argument, you got to go get a Mahomes. I would say, well, then then what I, if the then Vikings, I'm going to fly home from work. What if the Vikings I'm go outside, trade in division? I'm going to leave my keys here and I'm going to take off from the second story patio and just fly home. What if the Vikings that's trade just Justin Jefferson? Is finding a second Patrick Mahomes for Caleb Williams. I know you like the this Bears. Jefferson thing. I, I think you sent Jefferson to the Bears to go get Caleb Williams. And then you got guys in that building who can make plays. Hey, listen, if you go get a Patrick, if you go get a really good quarterback, you still might end up getting beat by Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I just that's the thing I that just sucks say, about playing in the NFL right now. It's it's an equation that that that's a multi-planar discussion. Where are you as a team? How many assets can you accrue by by opting out of the decision? How how good can your team be? What conference are you in? You know what I'm saying? Well, we're saying who's going to win the NFC North. So I'm saying. I think that with Jordan Love well, as the, the quarterback no, no. of the Green Bay Packers and that unit continuing to get more mature together and on the same page, it's going to be hard to keep up there. with an offense like that unless you can throw the damn football around the yard with a confidence that I just don't see. But they already beat the Lions with I, Justin Fields. I get that. Yeah. But I'm talking about the Packers. I mean, I think you can beat the Packers if you improve. Now, here's my here's the counterpoint. It's the Packers. Here's the counterpoint. It was always the Packers. They're, you're painting a uh, Mahomes rookie year thing. Even if he's half of who Mahomes is or three quarters, that's still pretty good, right? Um, it was Mahomes' first year starting, not where, rookie where's year. Where's your Andy Reid? You don't have the Andy Reid. And guess who's going to start next year if they trade Justin Fields away? I have, yeah, I have questions. I, I have yeah. questions about some of the moves. Um, it's just a minefield. Like, that's all I'm saying. The OC, the DC, like yeah. we said, it was a lateral move, right? Yeah. That's, that was, and I quote Matt, it was a lateral move for Waldron. No, I don't think it was a lateral move. I think the scheme can look on the surface like the scheme that they've been running, but Waldron has had success with multiple quarterbacks. So I do think they put themselves in the right position, but, you know, the QB thing, we'll see. Hey, Thank guys. You. We're really close to 10,000 or 100,000 subscribers, not 10,000. That was like fucking a long time ago. 100K. All right. We're close to 100K. So go out and tell about 2,500 people or 250 people. Tell them. If you we need, need uh, <laughs> 2,402 more people. I know a lot of you out there have multiple Google IDs. Subscribe twice. Let's go. Subscribe twice. And hey, thanks for hanging out all year. Yep. It's 21 weeks, right? Yeah, we dude. Did, uh, thank you guys. Flew by. Hey, yeah. really. And we'll be at the Super Bowl. Um, Serious, serious uh, thanks to the people that, that populate this chat every week. I know we've had our moments, and I can be kind of prickly, and, you know, like some of you guys can be assholes sometimes. But um, I really do love every fan that, that comes on here and, and argues or t- says we're wrong or the whole thing. Like, I hope you stay with us, man, because we're trying to build something, and you guys are a big part of it. Appreciate y'all. I'm